You're listening to Well I Laughed, part two of Welcome to New York, Victory Tour. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Sorry. I, I just hope you're enjoying but... your... Um, your January. Your January. It's January 10th. I also realized that this should probably come to the side because when I zoom in on you for reels, it like covers up your mm. mouth and then it's... It, it's it, weird. Yeah, just... It bothers you just, a little. It's just strange. I can be in the camera more. I'm not asking you to be in the camera more. I'm just changing what um, Now that we've gotten a nice camera, I am unsure if there's actually a degree to which I can shave my head that I will feel happy enough for it Probably to be not. on camera. No, this so, camera is so good that it is making me self-conscious about my skin, and I'm not self-conscious about my skin. skin. I know. <laughs> <laughs> which that means all of the nice things people have said about mm. my skin for the last six months, <laughs> those comments end tonight. <laughs> And it's also bad because every once in a while I wear makeup and then so it really dumbs it down when I'm not wearing makeup like right now. And I'm like, oh, God, Maya, <laughs> did you sleep at all? It's so nice that I don't have any hair or makeup products, you know, that I don't have to ever pack it anywhere or do anything with it. Because one time. <laughs> and in your defense, you were lashing out in defense. I was like, yeah. As I was like, why are you bringing so many things on this trip? <laughs> You mean you can't just walk out of bed and then walk into public anytime yeah, you want? fuck you. <laughs> hey, sometimes my beard's a little prickly. There's <laughs> a little water just kind of... <laughs> yeah, that's what Casey go. like shoves his head under the sink and then he's like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like... Casey and I are very different in a lot of ways, though. He has hair? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Well, I think Casey just <laughs> operates at a baseline that is always aspirational oh. for me. Just kind of different gauges, you know. Fair I enough. move through a lot of spaces, like, completely invisible. Like, world's most generic white man. And I am so grateful and aware of that privilege, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying not to be so disheveled that people are like wait do you see that weird blob it looks bad <laughs> <laughs> i want to remain anonymous in most of my places I, when i feel confident i make a lot of eye contact with people and i'm fully <laughs> aware of that fact because when i'm not i'm just like see i st staring directly at the ground i make eye contact with people when i want to tell a story and i don't feel like they're cooperating because they also want to talk <laughs> um but then usually when i'm moving through a space i'm just spending most of my time pushing chairs in because i'm a teacher <laughs> i'm like well we can't leave the space like this <laughs> <laughs> what will the people think exactly. <laughs> i've told you this before i think where i've like laid out the plan for an evening together with friends uh -huh. and at the end i finished it with like okay any questions and my friends have had to be like no 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 not a nope. lesson not a lesson nope. you didn't just assign us anything we're gonna go to a bar <laughs> that's what you were deciding to do and i was like right it's just hard to turn off sometimes yeah yeah that's super fair Thank you. i got a lot of comments um this past weekend it was so busy and i um want to die a little bit i also completely <laughs> forgot that we were recording today i at 2 p.m i was like in the middle of like packing christmas gifts for people and i was like Holy shit. I don't even know what story I'm covering. The arc of this little project, this venture uh, between you and I, you can tell has I'm gone a little burned out right full now. circle from us not knowing what we're doing yeah. to like really kind of being on top of it. Yeah. But then now also trying to like professionally respect and not like micromanage or patronize the other yes. person. You haven't texted me on a Wednesday to post the visuals in like at least three Wednesdays. I know, it's right? true. Because like, you started doing it. So there was this, weird because I put a Google Calendar a notification on my phone <laughs> that was before perfect, first period. Perfect. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, absolutely. It actually usually dings right when I'm in the parking lot, oh, which is my That's cue perfect. to leave my car. You're like, you gotta go. For the day. There's like a, 
and you pause Carly Rae Jepsen, of course, yes. and then you go in. Um, anyways, I was thinking about this morning being like, can't wait for tonight or something like that. It's like something vaguely podcast mm-hmm. related without being like, are you ready? And I was like, she doesn't know. And I go, who am I to remind Maya about these kind of things? I'm sorry I didn't do that. No, it's really okay. I had, there was stuff that I needed to get done, and I'm glad I got it done. Good. And also, I did kind of have enough time to research this yeah. story. I don't know. We'll see. So, I think you had a similar experience I had with the Mary Shelley episode, which mm. is like, oh, this is tight. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, there's a lot. Well, we're just going to have a lot to talk about I, then. I like, literally have a link at the beginning that's just like this funny list that I found while I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was like, well, we can vamp on this for a while, and then I'll tell my 20-minute story. And no, um, there is so much that we are just not going to get to, dear listener. Dear listener, I, I love you, but my, Maya and I, I think, definitely go through these waves where yeah. It's like there'll be a couple episodes where we like. I'm like, like I'm so proud of the story. I spent story. two days putting together Casa Bonita. Like yeah. for example, I spent at least a day. I spent a week with on Agatha. Patty Hearst. Yeah, of course you did. That's like one. six hours of content <laughs> yeah. for Patty Hearst. And then there's Sundays where we're like, shit, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. It's lunch. <laughs> it's lunch. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> sorry if you have kids in the car. That was a lot of swearing immediately. Yeah. Mom, I am sorry. Um, and so that's just kind of how we oscillate back and forth sometimes. Yes. Sometimes it's like, haha, funny. Like, guess this crazy story. Another time it's like. Let me shift your paradigm yeah. thinking about this thing. If you don't listen to me and give me your full attention right now for the next however many hours, we're going to have a problem. And then our listeners are always like, oh my God, I love insert name of episode here. And it's always yes. one of those like two, three day long episodes. Mm-hmm. So when I just put together like a smaller episode, I'm I have like, to remember oh that this is uh, a mutual like yeah. relationship of like trust and friendship yeah. and that I'm not required to put together like an HBO series every week or I guess every kind of three weeks with our schedule. Yeah, I really went too hard with Patty Hearst. <laughs> My brain is like, what's a podcast? <laughs> I think over winter break, I might really kind of try to get something so. up. I'm excited about it. There's actually one. Have you thought about what the theme next theme might be? No. That's totally fine. <laughs> I think whatever it is, it's going to be one of those episodes where I just push the theme into the story that I want to tell you. Yeah, this one was kind of hard to push. Like, I couldn't go through my list and just, like, find something. Sure. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift's net worth, right? Yeah, that's it. That's literally the entire episode. That's it. If the theme was hard, your fiancé and two best friends told me to do this one. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I had alternatives. I mean, it's fine. It's a good challenge. Kelsey is known for challenging. Good, good. Well, that's how we grow. Yeah, one time she told me my email weren't professional and I Uh-oh. almost cried. <laughs> like <laughs> Actually, privately in the car later. No, though, she right? didn't tell me my emails weren't professional. She told the president, who was technically my <clears> boss <throat> at the time, to tell me my emails weren't professional. <laughs> and I didn't think she thought that he would then tell, yeah, Kelsey told me to tell you this. She just thought he would say, hey, you got to like, it was like freshman year of college. Like he was right. Sure. But I was also like, oh, wow. Is everyone talking about this right yeah. now? I've told you that Lydia, when she was in college, just really struggled to type emails at all. Yeah. Yeah. She would look at us and be like, so you need to email a professor. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And she goes, so you just like. I go, send an email. Send an email. She goes, wow. I had a very similar conversation with her then 12 years later about soup. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, so you want to make a soup, right? I go, yeah. yeah. She goes, so what do you do? I go, I don't know. Pot Truthfully. full of liquid ingredients. Like, what do you mean? What do you do? <laughs> it's a soup. <laughs> yeah, I only buy soups. I don't know what I'm doing. That's so fascinating to me. I'm still 25 and I'm going to use <laughs> that excuse for my lack of uh, coordination mm. in the kitchen until I'm 30. I love cooking. 
It's okay. so therapeutic. That's really great for you. I it is. It is really. Great. I'll I'll get a little I'll get a little toasty, you know, and then I'll get really into cooking. There's one night that I got a little toasted and made like three different Japanese dishes. <laughs> I don't even know how we had the ingredients That's like, for them. Um, an insanely intricate and delicate cuisine. Yeah. yeah. Like I think even more technical than French. I made like uh, well yeah I made a uh, like medium boiled eggs that were like oh yeah, yeah. soaked in yeah soy soft sauce. boiled eggs yes. Oh, yes no medium not soft what do you mean so what does it mean what do you mean what do you... soft boiled Jennifer eggs Jennifer Gardner hot wings this is legitimately not Jennifer good. Gardner Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence you're right thank you um, soft boiled <laughs> eggs you break the yolk and the yolk spills out. Hard boiled eggs, you break the yolk and it's like all fully cooked. Medium right. is like this jelly consistency. It's oh. so good. And are you preserving that in the soy sauce? It's like a soy sauce sesame oil mixture. I've seen this thing so where you get a bed of salt mm -hmm. and then you delicately lay just the egg yolks in I it. Ha yep. Have you done that before? I know. I, I, I like egg white and I, I need protein somewhere. So. Here's the thing. I think you don't have to ditch the egg white. I think you can like save that. Like that's yeah, what no, I, always I just do, do, do all holidays. of it because... Why not? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that might be medium winter boiled break. eggs are so good. Medium poached <laughs> eggs are so good with your ramen. Anyways, What's so fascinating? Continue. Jacob knows how to make poached eggs because, of course, Jacob knows how to make poached eggs. No one else in our friend group knows how to make. I poached learned eggs. how to make poached eggs. <gasps> oh, actually, sorry. Go ahead. Talk to me about eggs for a second. I one of these nights that I got toasted recently, <laughs> I made a ramen with whatever ingredients we had, and it turned sure. out pretty good. But I also learned how to make poached eggs and I've never done that before but Casey came down and he was like wow <laughs> <laughs> see I think you I think you actually can make soup if you can make ramen you can definitely make soup yeah it was that was the first time I've like messed with like creating a broth though sure. it was definitely a new territory for me um <laughs> while we're on the topic of soups how fun how festive yeah um I believe in my core being mm -hmm. that we are supposed to be having soup for breakfast Breakfast soup. Breakfast soup. I've heard You're it. You're supposed to get like something brothy with a bunch of vegetables and a little bit of spice to it. And you're supposed to just pour it over a cup of like day old rice from dinner the night before. And that is how you're supposed to start off your mornings. My Asian ancestors are very happy with you right now. Thank you. I am like, wait, wait, wait. But, <laughs> so thank you. It's the day old rice. <laughs> it's the day old rice. It's it's all the vegetables that I didn't cook that mm -hmm. week. And then it's so it's like a little brothy. So it's going to warm my soul. It's going to like help open up all my sinuses. Mm -hmm. The rice is going to give me a base, and the salt is going to encourage me to drink water and not coffee in the morning. Mm. We're supposed to be having breakfast soups. And when I was teaching virtually during that year where everything was virtual, I was able to do that. And I've been chasing that level of like happiness and stability. Breakfast now. Now I want. Now I want soup. Actually, do you want to do midnight breakfast soup sometimes? Yes. We just had a soup party at my house. I'm um, so sad I missed it. I here's the thing. You had so much going on that day. <laughs> I am also sad you missed it. I if I had if I had made it, I would have imploded. We invited the second Tyler looked at me. <laughs> I love you, Tyler Pritchard. You're just you just you have your social battery is just like infinitely bigger than mine. <laughs> That's so funny because I disagree. Oh, really? <laughs> But I think maybe I'm the supernova in this equation here. My social battery has died while we've recorded. I know, I've You've seen, it, seen it in my eyes. Well, I just lost it. My last lost my eyes. So I hope the <laughs> listeners are still listening. No, okay. So um, breakfast soup was great. It was me, and then I invited six other people over. Mm -hmm. And you would actually be shocked for a man who lives by himself and cooks, like regularly eats on plates. How many bowls I own? I, I own. Love bowls. I own so many bowls that everyone was able to 
grab all three soups in three mm, different bowls at the same time. Bowls are the superior superior thing Correct. to eat out of. Everyone wants a plate that looks like a, a bowl, bowl that mm-hmm. looks like a plate. Exactly. Yes. I want the flat plate, the pasta plate, you know, the pasta bowl yeah. plate thing. The, that's I have ideal. just traditional bowls and I, I have it bowls. turns out at least 21 of them. <laughs> I have these I had these cute little like Asian bowls that I bought uh that from like the Asian market and I was so, I like had three of them and two of them broke. Oh no! Or I had four and maybe three of them broke. Anyway, I only have one now, and I went back to the Asian market and I was like, well, they usually have like all the same stuff. Sure. They don't have it anymore. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Uh, you have two options: make peace with it, which I know no. that's not what you're going to do. So you're going to said use your. <laughs> ADHD and obsessively scour the internet for it. Ugh. I would start with Reddit. <laughs> is it from HMart? Is that where you got them from? It's from Pacific, mm. the marketplace. I call it Sakura Square. It's in Sakura Square, but it's not called Sakura Square. I think you need to investigate and find out who their distributors are. And then from there, you can maybe order an industrial amount of them. That's <laughs> fair. Um, or I can just suck it up and get some mismatching ones and then make it a theme. I, my plates and bowls are already mismatching. I can just own it. It's yeah. fine. It, if it's intentional. In non-soup related news, uh, the speech and debate team had an overnight trip in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. And my dear friend Lydia came Mm -hmm. and helped chaperone. It's great because Lydia and I are happy to share a hotel room. We've been doing it for years. The school's cool with it. So I get to save a little bit of money on Mm -hmm. the hotel room. And I have found speech and debate experience can be taught. Just bring your best friend. Have a Mm -hmm. person to talk to. Yeah. And so her and I are hanging out in like the coach's lounge area. And one of my friends comes over who coaches but doesn't coach in Denver. Mm-hmm. And she's a Patreon member as well. Love you to death. You know who you are. Um, and we're talking for a little bit. And I go, oh, have you met my friend Lydia yet? And she goes, I'm sorry. If I'm a little starstruck right now that I'm talking to the Lydia. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, so sorry. We have to go. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a story so to tell you relating movement. to that. Go right ahead. That was, that well, was it. This past weekend, I had like several Christmas parties, and I always run the white elephant for my Christmas parties. I, that, that, is, that does not shock me at all that no. you were the person that asked to run the white yeah, elephant. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I enjoy it, but I have run it for <laughs> this is the third year I've run it, and I don't have any problem with it. It's always fun. My coworkers are great. But this was the first year I got so many comments afterwards. I was like, you would make a great MC. And I was like, yes, you would. The podcast is changing. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast is changing you. I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> You're dangerously charismatic and yet still insanely intimidating. Like you That's absolutely perfect. can run combo. an event. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely you could. Thank um, you. Well, I, uh, so after the Wyoming trip, I really kind of hunkered down at my house mm-hmm. for the last couple of days. And then today, today was strange. Today was woke up, slept in. That was nice. Got on my computer, sent out a bunch of stuff. A bunch of the students who compete on the team mm-hmm. wanted to get their ballots, which is online, and they wanted resources and stuff. And that, you know, I wasn't working nose to the grindstone, but it took me honestly probably like three and a half, four hours mm-hmm. for like coffee, music, emails, things like that. Um, and then you know, just watch a little TV, things like that. And then I look out, and it's starting to get dark, and it's only four p.m. Yep. And I hit the road to travel back to Nebraska tomorrow for Christmas. And um, someone gifted me a box of tulip bulbs about a month ago. (laughs) Oh, God. And I meant to plant them. Mm -hmm. But, like, early November is when our competition season kicks Mm. off. So a five-day work week becomes a six-day work week. Mm -hmm. 
in like an eight or nine hour work day very quickly becomes like a 10 hour, 11 hour work day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's been unseasonably warm in Denver. And I, I do think I'm probably too late. I do yeah. think they're probably not going to grow. But I know they have a better chance of growing in the ground than in a box on my <laughs> like washer machine. Yeah, that's super fair, actually. And I leave pretty early in the morning. I'm going to try to go on a run so that we have like a little bit of movement in the morning before like the seven hour car ride. Yeah. So like planting tulips and digging like a six inch deep trench just isn't really on the schedule and so i was like oh my god it's getting dark i have to i have to do this right now (laughs) and so i throw on just an insane combination of like t-shirt shorts Mm -hmm. like old backyard shoes Mm -hmm. right i grab a huge spade i flip on my front porch lights but want just a little bit more light so i open up the blinds and turn on my christmas tree which is (laughs) front of my window and i get kind of everything set up and it's like now very much becoming dark as four becomes 4 30 and i'm like well you know this is going to take me a second like the ground's soft enough that i can like dig in it um but i'll just go get my headphones and i'm just going to put some some music in i'm like yeah what do i want to play and i had just seen a tiktok that had a phoebe bridgers song in yeah. it. Oh. So I was playing The End Is Near, or oh. I Know The End, you know? Oh God. I just love a strong instrumental. No, I get so it. So I'm listening to that. I'm like actively digging in my front yard. It's dark. The light of my Christmas tree is illuminating my work. There is an unmarked box next to me as I dig in the front yard. And you know, the you less... killed a small animal, <laughs> for sure. And it's a really long small oh, animal yeah. from the looks of it. And you know, the West, I, I love my neighbor. It's very much like a live and let live. Yeah. You know, you say hi and like wave in the driveway, but no one's really up in your life, mm-hmm. which I love personally. Yes. Um, but as I'm digging this car, because there's a, a pretty major street relatively close to my house and it pulls into like our little side street. Yeah. And is clearly trying to like flip a UE so that way it can. And so it turns around and its headlights stop directly at me and I like am (laughs) shuffling you know it's like the end is near and I'm just like Christmas tree lit up box I'm now kind of covered in dirt because I've been getting on the ground (laughs) and it's just like headlight beams boom directly on me and then it kind of like backs up again and goes back the way it came. You're going to be talking about that <laughs> all month. It's December 20th yeah. or December 19th. Yeah, one of those yeah. two days. Yeah, it's the 19th. They're going to tell their entire family <laughs> about that experience. <laughs> it was a nice cart too. I don't... They were like, holy shit, Listen. I think... They were like in the. They were like, we're in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> we're, in the right neighborhood. <laughs> we're in the wrong neighborhood. Which I love my neighborhood, but my neighborhood's like a working class neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, a, a single public school teacher was able to afford our home, and at least back in 2019. Yeah. So it's like you know, like there are certainly nice cars in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but that's not the like default standard. So yeah. I, I, my gut reaction is that they weren't in their neighborhood and they just turned uh, the wrong street too soon, too late. That they were legitimately turned around and in the middle of their confusion saw me. That's horrifying. I would be so scared if I accidentally turned into the wrong neighborhood. I'm already uncomfortable. I'm a little stressed. Figuring out how to U-turn. And then I see a large, bald white man exactly a digging a trench in his front yard. Like, I, am, I am like honestly like insanely welcoming, I think. Yeah. quite like I, I don't think this is an act like I really am like a, yeah. a man of the like I want to be friends with everyone yeah. but I'm bald bearded 
and pretty big. You know, <laughs> I fill in a door frame if I want to, you know? And so to see me gripping a shovel as I like pant a little, because, you know, I went from doing nothing to immediately doing yeah, that. I, yes. I think I uh, gave someone a really fun story. I think you did too. And I just kind of, you know, there's a certain element of like, <laughs> look at us, look at life. Look, isn't life crazy? Isn't, <laughs> Look what's going on right now. And I, as soon as I got back inside, I was like, okay, we're going to have to tell Maya about what I just, about what I just did. Uh, it's 4.45 and I feel really weird. And so I, I, washed my, I washed my French linen tablecloth and then took a shower with my body moisturizer. Really just kind of like counterbalance. You were like, and I'm the, really gay. <laughs> the like weird yard work. And I wrote, stop listening to Phoebe Bridges too. Put on something else. <laughs> kind of got Rina Sophie set. And then after I got all showered and stuff, if you could please pull it into the camera frame now, I sat down in my office slash storeroom slash the room before my bedroom um, slash my gift wrapping room. This, and this gift paper is very this. pretty. Thank you. And it's so pretty, you can almost ignore how bad of a wrapping I, I did on it. I not say anything. Here's the thing. Is this good? No. Wrapping paper is good, though. Is this the best I can do? Yes. Okay. Like, definitive. Like, look, you, there is... In, in most places, angles. Here's the and thing, you though, is that this is, this is a box. Like, this is objectively the easiest thing to wrap. <laughs> They're like, no! <laughs> like, it's not even like it's a weird shape. This is also why I was late. This took, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> I sat down and I had the exact same sentence you just said. This is it's a, a box. box. It cannot be that hard. And then Phoebe Bridges is back on. I'm like, God damn, I got to cut more off. I can't get the, I can't fold it. Oh. I'm so excited to wrap your gift because it's going to look great. So anyways, uh, live on air. And maybe we'll oh, cut this. I don't know. Yes, I want you, you want to, open to open it. it? Yes. Okay, but you have, Grant's um, actual gift isn't here yet. So he got, I made like little candles for everyone. And, and if so you're got the candle. wondering how cool this wrapping paper is. So it's a bunch of National Park stuff. Yeah. This is um, kind of like an ivory white. They do a different one that's in this kind of forest green, Ooh. which is wonderful. And I bought it from, I know we always joke, no free advertising, but the Parks Project <gasps> and a lot of the proceeds that's from so the cute. Parks Project goes to help fun projects in our national parks. And You're so, about to see my OCD in full force as I unwrap this gift. And you will realize how unevenly cut it was. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Did like, you tear it? <laughs> if you got one of our postcards, you know that there's just some like kind of fine motor skill that I do not possess. What is my best attempt, Maya. There's just a random attempt. triangle cut out of the side. There's too much. I gotta cut some of it back. There's too much, but I'm also afraid that I'm gonna cut too much back and have to restart everything. So it's like cut a lot, but gotta leave like a little little lap so you can like fold it a little bit. I do not get how people can just perfectly wrap presents. I do not have the ability. A lot of anxiety, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I do it. To my credit, like that entire thing is held together by like two pieces of tape. Though. Like it is. No, you use the correct number of pieces of tape. It's when they use like 10 or 12 that it's like, no, what, you fucked up. One year for Christmas, because I've shared that like Christmas gift giving is like a love language yeah. in my family. I just <gasps> instead um, put all of the gifts in a duffel bag and acted like Santa and held like handed <laughs> That's so cute. Turns out the thought Dear listener, counts. it's a it's a cold brew explorer box. There's there's multiple multiple kinds of cold brew. I think three or four. So it's my first time ever uh, getting this 
gift before. I am pretty sure the bag will live in whatever container you decide yeah. to use to cold brew, but then ultimately is biodegradable. That it won't live forever. So oh, it's yeah, environmentally friendly. And um you should get a couple different kinds of cold brew. You can tell <clears throat> they shipped it from a place with lower altitude because all the boxes so... were popped open a little bit. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh it's so cute. It has yeah it has three different kinds of cold brew. I'm obsessed. My I love coffee. Can we see what they are? My yeah, fear of not being able to get it back in the box kept me from really exploring. Oh, There's one that's, what does it say? Cold brew bright? I don't know what that means. This is cold brew balanced. Oh, so maybe they have like different cold brew bold. Oh, here we go. Bright, balanced, and bold. Bright is a light roasted African coffee, mm. fruity and floral. Balance, medium mm. roasted, uh, balance between chocolate and nectarines. Ooh. And then dark roasted coffees, bold, rich flavors like dark chocolate and cacao. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you'll like the gift that we got. It's not going to be here until after Christmas, probably. But can I open yeah, up yeah. the, uh, the stocking stuffer? <laughs> the candle? I am excited. I know it was a candle because I helped you pick out the essential oils for it. I picked, You picked out some of them. This, I think, I don't think you smelled these ones. The ones that I picked for you. Ooh, and I love the little wooden little top wood to top. it. Happy, happy holidays from Miss Mo. And Co. And co. I thought that said cow for half a no. second. I was like, who's cow? So two years, yeah. two years ago, I made candles for everyone. They're a lot bigger because I made fewer of them. And I called oh, it, it so Happy Holidays from Miss Mo and Co. As if it was like a fake company. Sure. And so we've just stuck with that. Last year was soaps and it was also like with Bowser. And then I make little stickers for the, his, just says Grant and the. It says the, Moss and Pine yep. made with love from Maya and Casey. Yep. It says my name on it. Yep. So cute. I'm excited. Okay. Was there an actual episode we were going to do today? Yeah, there is. Oh, fun. Okay, your, great. Your Christmas cards in there, so don't throw Oh, there's a Christmas card in here, too? Oh, God. I worked so hard and was so proud of my gift, and you were like, so this little thing, just to, like, tie you over for right now, super personal. Anyway, <laughs> here you go. Do I dare read it on air? It's not going to. Oh, funny. It it's, is. It's our Christmas card. No, it, well, it's the label. It's not like a, I didn't write it. I it's actually, just like our generic I actually Christmas realized card. I don't have a copy of our Christmas card yet. Do you and, want it? Well, yeah, but I'll grab it at the end because I also <clears throat> need to get one for Griffin and Taylor, who I think I forgot to add to our mailing list. Yep, you did. I yep. was expecting you to send me their addresses. I don't have it off the top of my head, did. so I think I was just going to, I was at work or something, I mm. think, and I was like, I'll get to that later when I access mm. the folder that has that kind of stuff, and then it didn't That's happen. Fair. Casey oh, made these because I was Christmas. too... I was too uh, stressed out to make our own. So it's your this Christmas yeah. card. Super cute. This is Iceland, right? Yeah. Love that. Hey! It's you! I think That's so While fun. I Laughed is also mentioned in our... There's an actual there. little message. Yeah. Oh, what a good photo, too. I know, right? I don't know how... Um... You don't need to read it. Okay, I wasn't going to. to. Yeah. I'm a slow reader, though, so I'm going to also... write it. It's not out loud. <laughs> it's just an update on our lives, Maya like what we this. did this year. I don't know if we're going to cut this or not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really did have a whirlwind to be here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. can't believe Iceland was this year. I can't believe I got engaged this year. <laughs> I can't believe the podcast is only six months old. <laughs> six <laughs> What do they say when you have I'm a baby? I'm so old. <laughs> Well, our baby is 18 months. I don't know how many. Can we only refer to the age of our podcast by the months? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So what does that mean? It's mostly self-funded at this point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Developmentally, it's a little bit ahead. Top 1% of it. 
The tough thing is finding a good school for it. Yeah, of course. Uh, the schools. What are you going to do? So picky what are you going to do? <laughs> 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 you, went, you went international twice. I did. Yes. Well, one of them wasn't paid by me, so that really helps. Esteemed. Wow, I've been called a lot of things. Esteemed almost never. He, he, the original, the first draft of this was like one of the best podcasts in the U.S. And I was like, take that out. Okay. <laughs> take my artwork off the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, you have cute. no way to prove that. There's no quantitative evidence. Get out of here. Anyway, would you like to get into the stories? Yeah, I actually okay, cool. really would. I'm not trying to delay it. No, it's just, fine. I, we have this thing, right when we get back from not having seen each other for a while, or right before we know, we know we're not, not going to see, see each other. other for a while. We're only not going to see each other for like a week. We're seeing each right. other again in like a week and And then we're going to spend like a weekend together. Yeah. And not just a weekend, but New Year's yes. Eve. I had a friend reach out. Hey, just before I said yes to any other plans, are you hosting your New Year's Eve party again? That's how wild wow. last year's was. Last year's this, was fun. You were there. Yes, you were there because mm-hmm. I burnt my hand on the candle. Told and you we made that video. Yeah, we made a lot of videos. I told you my friend went home and took a bath and dropped his phone in the bath and started off January 1st having to go to the Apple <laughs> no. store. That's the worst one. Who goes home and takes a bath at 4 a.m. on New Year's Day? If you're drunk, I can see it. <laughs> that makes sense. Anyways, okay. there's a story. There's a story. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so the beginning of this, you can tell I really didn't know where I was going, and so I just decided to take you all with me. <laughs> I had a distinct memory of remembering, or of like, I think I was listening to your story, and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I love that. And then I proceeded to immediately forget, and then panic for like a week. <laughs> And I, I did remember it, and that is what the story okay, is, but it good. took me a while to get there. I'm here for it. Yeah, so I didn't know what to do, and so I just started Googling, like, unknown facts about Ellis Island. Oh. What do I do? Oh. Yeah, so Ellis Island, fun fact, was used as a detention facility during World War One and World War Two, which I did not know. In World War One, it was used to detain potential... Uh, alien enemies suspected of having pro-German sentiment, and in World War II, it served as a prison for suspected Nazi sympathizers. Oh, wow. Lots of Germans, apparently, yeah. stayed there. A lot of due um, process, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, a lot of suspected in Suspected, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ellis Island became more well-known for, and this is a separate fact, but somewhat related, Ellis Island became more well-known for deportation than immigration Ooh. around this time, along... Um, Okay, so there are many suspected communist and political radicals that were held there as, like, a prison during the Red Scare, and notably, anarchist Emma Goldman was detained and deported there, and my story was initially going to be Emma Goldman, but I pulled up her Wikipedia page, and that that girl's long. The the, the Wikipedia page is long. There's a lot going on with her. It was fascinating, but I was like, I don't have the time. (laughs) It's like, I don't even know who you are, but you really just kept going until you got deported. Turn, <laughs> tune in next week to Grant's episode, Gold Rush, the Emma Goldblum story. No, I'm kidding. I Goldman, cannot make Goldman. Goldman. Cannot yes. make that promise. Oh my God. It was nuts. But I, I want to cover her at some point or maybe Grant will. I, I truly don't care. She does deserve a spot. She did a lot. Um, some of it good. She was... Uh, she interacted with Margaret Sanger. She was like a... Oh, she was. She ran in those circles. She ran in those circles okay. a little bit. Uh, she like incited riots and like did all this shit. She was like, she went to pr- or went to jail a couple times for teaching people how to use contraceptives. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was kind of a badass. Kind of a badass. I, I she was maybe involved in some assassination attempts. 
When I tell Sorry, you, I'm laughing at both what you just said and Maya's face as she said it. Was it was a saga. <laughs> I kept scrolling and I was like, wait. <laughs> After she got out of jail for releasing condoms, she tried to murder the president. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> okay. And then um, and then I started, I was like, okay, Emma Goldman is great, but that's like realistically not going to happen. And then I Googled weirdest crimes in New York City. Good. I did not even make it past point one. Good. Feels like a Florida man, but like it's yeah. cousin. Here is point number one. And then I went into its own deep dive and really almost did this. Okay. Point one, New Yorkers riot over dudes wearing seasonally inappropriate headwear. What year is that written? 1920. Okay, okay. I was like, is it another man bun article? Because nope. I just cannot. I mean, this is a modern article, but this happened in the 1920s. The straw hats were the height of men's summer fashion. <laughs> Emphasis on summer. It was a seasonal item. And after September 15th, it was considered extremely tacky to wear a straw hat. The same way your weird, judgy aunt raises her eyebrows when you wear white after Labor Day. Unwilling to just give fashion offenders a little side eye, however, some roaring 20s delinquents would snatch the straw hats from men's head and trample them because why not we used to be a proper country <laughs> and then it is an uggos leave new york that's the message get out um outbreaks of hat snatching gangs had sprung up along the east coast since 1919 but in 1922 is roving- this west side story coming Roving bands of hooligans terrorized the streets of New York in a three day long full on straw hat riot. If you Google straw hat riot, it has its own Wikipedia page. I love that. Um, Hundreds of young men roved the streets, getting into fights and massacring each other. Like actual death? I don't know, I think. Uh, Other hats using sticks covered in nails like. Tom and Jerry fever dream. Why is everything so funny then also always like, and then it got way too out of hand. And then it got weird. Um, Oh, no one was killed. There were several injuries. No one was killed. Um, And then later on, I realized that I had put this, the link to this article in my notes and was like, I didn't even read it. Like what (laughs) happened here? And by this article, you mean the hat snatching article? The, no, the article about the weirdest crimes in New York city history. Perfect. And so I scrolled down one and I read this one and said, I don't need to read all of this. (laughs) This is too much to unpack And I have found it. (laughs) Number two is dude robs pizza makers, steals wrong dough. He literally- Did he steal cash? He, he was trying to steal cash. Instead, he stole a bag of flour. <laughs> but was it like sourdough starter? Because those no. things are huge time investments. No. Also, real quick, can I share? Yeah. I'm excited about this episode because it has a very similar origin story to my Mary Shelley episode. Which was I was trying to find something fun, interesting, weird. And I was reading a lot about Lord Byron. And there was just like too much. Mm-hmm. And I was having a hard time finding the thread piece. And then it was like, wait, what's this little anecdote? Perfect. Mary Shelley. Let's talk about her real quick. <laughs> yeah, so I, at some point, I think I went back to Emma Goldman and I was like reading through her her stuff and Googling her a little bit. And then I, I suddenly remembered what I actually wanted to do. That was like a good couple hours. Okay. <laughs> um, but really, what's the idea of Welcome to New York, especially in the tune of immigration? And right. then I remembered the story I heard on NPR several years Wait, ago. are we not doing the Doe article either? No. Oh, God, I was so excited to talk about pizza for I was, too. There is... I, I think that's the whole story. He wants to steal money and then just steals dough. I feel like a little, like, negged there, I'm not going to lie. But here's the thing. I want to go to Chicago soon. Go it's, ahead. It's the book. The, bag, the bag's not even flour. It's literally pizza dough. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you can just buy pizza dough? Well, you can steal it. Mama Mia. Anyways, um, there is this pizza place in New York mm-hmm. that's just like, they take a bowl and it's just full of sauce and cheese and they like bake the bread on top of it. And when they come out, they just flip the bowl over and like cut the bread cheese situation. And it's, I'm just going to find you a picture. It's called like a, oh, like a pizza pot pie or something like that. I don't remember. It looks so good. I might go to New York just for that. Yeah, you need to send it to me because we're going to be in New York in like a, less Sorry, than a week. It's in Chicago. Oh, I need well, to go to Chicago just for that. Okay, well, I'll go to Chicago with you. <laughs> good, good. Here's Excellent. the thing. We're going to go meet Danny, and Danny has several mm. f- gay friends there, Ooh. so we need to do it at the very end of that trip, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. way I'm not uploaded. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maya, we got to stay out in this club right now. Just think about pizza pot pie is tomorrow, okay? We, Listen, only, we only have to be hot for like three more hours. Here's the thing. The way that we traveled, at least in Europe, is that I run the podcast. Grant runs our vacations. I didn't know where we were most of the time. We were at a bar, and I was like, I looked around, and I was like, I'm one of two women here. What's happening? And he was like, oh, it's a gay bar. And I was like, cool. Why is there a flag with a bear on it? And you were like, it's a bear bar. And I was like, cool. And then what? continued on with my night. What about the many levels of stairs we had to go down that made you feel like this was a reputable institution we were know. walking in? Anyways, dance with me, Ma. <laughs> it's Britney. And then I really watched the people coming out of the Les Mis didn't we, actor's door. Didn't we get one of the ice cream? Oh, you're talking about when we were in London. Yes, I was talking London. about Prague. Because then we get the ice cream chimneys Yes. after that. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was really Good. Okay. So wait, hold on. So what's the crime that we're actually covering? It's it's well, it is technically a crime. It's not like okay a crime crime. Okay. Uh, so I heard this story on NPR when I was driving with my dad to an Asian market, like in 2020 or okay. something like that. I remember it so vividly. <laughs> um, and so in 2009, we're in New York City, mm-hmm. and there is a woman named Anna Chapman. And she is just moving to the Big Apple. Wait. I think you might know. Do I? Maybe. Go ahead. It's Go very ahead. possible. Um, so Anna Chapman is moving to New York. She had previously lived in London. She had met her husband, Alex Chapman, in 2001 and had lived with him from 2003 to 2006 when they divorced and went their separate ways. And in London, she was an investment banker, but she was trying to become an entrepreneur, wasn't having much success in London, and so she moved to New York City. Um, She's technically a realtor, and so she's looking to expand her business. It's called Property Finder LLC. And it is, um, it's kind of like uh, Zillow, it seems like. Okay. But it's made for rental units. Are we about to cover Inventing Anna? No. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Anna Delvey is a real person. Delvey was her last name. Yeah, not Anna Chapman. There are some similarities. (laughs) The level of stress in my body just went down considerably. I knew there was a moment. those kind of stories always stress me out. Yep, no, no. (laughs) There are some similarities. It is not Anna Delvey. Um, So she's looking for partnerships for her her company, Property Finder LLC. She claims that it is valued at $2 million, I think. And so she meets up with an up-and-coming CEO who is also into real estate, and his name is Bill Staniford. He's the CEO of Property Shark. Bill is an ex-Marine, 
Um, Property Shark is very similar to Anna's company. I couldn't really figure out what the difference was. From what I gather, it seems like Property Finder was more... I'm not sure if maybe Property Shark wasn't online at this time. Sure. Um, Property Shark is online now. It is very much like Zillow. Property Finder, from the way it was described, seems like it was maybe geared towards rentals, whereas Property Shark would be geared towards like buying buying properties or investment properties or something like that. Um, So, okay, yeah. Hers was described as a real estate search engine for prospective buyers, so maybe not. And then Property Finder is described as an online real estate listings aggregator. Um, Chapman and Staniford ultimately strike up some kind of a deal. And they do business together. They become business partners. And this is, by this point, it is, she moved to New York City in uh, 2009. So she's meeting him either late 2009, early 2010. Um, Later, Staniford will be quoted about their first meeting saying, quote, she walks in with this other guy. And I'll tell you, as soon as she walks in, I don't remember anything else. She knocked me out. There was something about her. So she's hot. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I think it might've been the red hair or the way she walked or her body, gross. Mm. I was immediately like, my game's fucked, I can't focus on anything. She kept on talking and I just kept on staring at her. It is always wild to me Mm -hmm. that people like that are in charge of millions of dollars and also our country. This woman just walks in. (laughs) Like, from what I can gather, there was no vetting done. (laughs) I, uh, I was just, I was just about to say, this is why Gay people are mm-hmm. supposed to run the country. But gay you people saw, and women, I think. But you saw the oh. recent news article, right? No. About the uh, two young gay... Oh, do you not no, know the story? No, I don't think so. Oh, we've had very different weekends. This is all I've been editing most of the weekend and or recovering from being an MC. I am <laughs> sure this news is now old news by the yeah. time this episode yeah. gets published. But very recently, um, a video was linked of two young men oh, no. engaging... Oh, no. In the hanky panky. Oh, good. In the U.S. Senate hearing room. Like, yeah, we can't trust you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else I can or cannot say about that instant, uh, like that video right now. Um, <laughs> it was what we talked about at the uh, dinner party. Oh God. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I, I think lesbians should run the country, I think but I don't think too. they want to. No. But I think that's why they should do it. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Stanford wants more than a business relationship. Of course. Obviously. Right. Um, and a, Tale as old oh, as time. <laughs> there's another quote. I think it's from another source, but, she said, but the, this person says... She had a way of entering a room that seemed to turn even the most focused businessmen into lovesick teenagers. And then there's a co-founder also in the room at this time of this meeting, Matt Haynes, and he had a similar reaction. And he said, I found myself completely incapable of thinking. Who is she, like Jessica Chastain? Like, who I'll is show you a person? picture in okay. a moment, yeah. Um, Haynes remembers Chapman as... Uh, being very interested in the inner workings of Property Shark. But don't worry, these stupid men aren't going to give up their secrets. <laughs> he's quoted Only saying... Only their pants. Yep, he's quoted saying, I know how to think with my brain and not my dick, right. but... And that's the end of the quote. Okay. <laughs> but dot, dot, dot. But I then had another glass of wine, and then I was like, so here's our rowdy number. Yeah. <laughs> and you do with that what you will. So anyway... Well, you know, I trust you. <laughs> Um, Chapman and Staniford 
ultimately end up in a romantic relationship. Mm. Staniford will later admit he was in love with her and believes that she was also in love with him at the time. He takes her to Las Vegas. They spend time at his place on the Upper East Side and at her place, which is near Wall Street. He remembers in her place, she has pictures of Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, and Frank Sinatra on the walls. They go to nightclubs and fancy restaurants together. They're kind of remembered as being a carefree couple. Sure, they're out and about Very happy. around town. And a have time. a lot of money, yeah, apparently. And one of them is gorgeous. Yes. And the other one likes that she's gorgeous. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to show me a picture of how gorgeous she is here soon? <sighs> she's so pretty. Okay. Yes. Uh, Anna Chapman seems to draw people to her. And with that, rumors of the like mm. New York elite, right? And that so, she's like sleeping her way to the top. No, just rumors like about her because they don't really know oh. where she came from. She moved here and suddenly she's like with one of the biggest CEOs or one of the oh. like most prospective CEOs, I guess. Um, here are some quotes about her. I heard that she was a multimillionaire or even billionaire. The rumors are she came from tremendous wealth. Chapman, uh, here's another quote. Chapman was always very, very well dressed. The best dressed, the most elegant in the group. <laughs> Do you have something to say? I hear she does car commercials in Japan. This is exa- <laughs> I have the exact same thought. Like when you said spreading rumors, I was like, sure, like she's successful, and so they're undercutting her yes. like in a sexist and misogynist no. way. No, it's a Mean Girls reference I, that they're making right now. I was like, I want to reference Regina George again, but I recognize she wore army pants and flip flops, and now no. on Wednesdays we, we wear, wear army, army pants, pants and flip flops. No, obviously yes. Wednesday they wear pink. But. Yes, exactly. But um, so that was some of yeah. I wanted. <laughs> Like, is she Regina George? Um, <laughs> she was always very flirtatious and sweet. When someone saw her out with Stanford, Staniford at a club, they said, quote, when I saw them together, I thought she's too good for him. Mm, nice. Here's another quote. She was one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met. Everything about her was so sincere, so sweet, no tricks up her sleeve. I don't think she had a bad bone in her body. <laughs> she was also gaining traction on social media, or at least like the people who knew her were all friends with her. Her social media feed was full of pictures of her at the hottest clubs, at the coolest bars, meeting the most well-renowned people. So Staniford and her get comfortable together, right? They get comfortable with each other's routines. Bill runs his company, um, and Anna runs her company from wherever she can like set up internet. She's basically self-employed, an entrepreneur, right? Every Wednesday, she goes to a Starbucks or a Barnes & Noble or somewhere else with free local wireless. So wait, every Wednesday she does. Yep, we're getting there. Okay, don't you worry, baby. Hold on, but like uh, at the time, it's framed what that she's like whimsical, that she likes to work she's outside carefree. of the office. She doesn't have an office. Okay. So it's like work from home so or work from wherever. So she only works on Wednesdays. I don't know. That's like the point. That's like the day that she goes out. Maybe she goes out more often, but that's the day. That we have she... one friend, and you know who I'm talking yeah. about. And you, this is not how I think about people who work from home. I have known and I love people who work from home and y'all work. We have one friend who I don't know if their company knows they're still employed by them. <laughs> Every once in a while I and talk to them and I'm like, wait, what did you, what? What did you do today? What did and you he... have time to build this birdhouse? <laughs> <laughs> like it's shit like that. But every day, yeah. they, I, I heard a story and they're like, yeah, I woke up at 10 a.m. the other day and I was like, oh, that's probably too late for a work day. And I go, did no one check on you? One time, one time I went very early in my career and I'm not proud of this. Um, 
I woke up to a phone call from work and they were asking if I was planning on coming into work that day because it was 8.05 oh, and class God. started at 8 and I had uh, not set an alarm that night oh. before or had like set food or something. Mortified. It's, it's only happened horrifying. once. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever and I managed to live through it because I'm brave and strong. Mm -hmm. um, and I am now apparently in our friend group the only one ever at risk of having that experience. <laughs> but it's really fine. True. We it's all, fine. I have meetings that I like know I need to like, so that's what really gets me up. But sure. there, other than that, you know, it's free reign. Anyway, that's going to cut. Um, <laughs> so, back to the story. Uh, she's running her business with her, and her, her wealthy husband. her business is property manager or yeah. pro property finder. Is that what it was called? Property finder. It seems like they're working on getting this website up and running. Okay. Anyway, so June 26th, 2010. She's been in New York for somewhere around six months. Probably a little bit more. Anna's going to a meeting with someone named Roman at a coffee shop. Not unusual for her. She's a self-made entrepreneur. Sure. Um, a little while later, she leaves the coffee shop and makes her way to buy a cell phone. She has a cell phone. She's buying a cell phone. And seems to hurriedly make a lot of phone calls. With the new cell phone? With the new cell phone. After several phone calls where she seems to be distressed, she makes her way to the first precinct police station in Lower Manhattan, where she turns over a fake U.S. passport, which is not for her. It's for someone else, um, which had been so made for another... So she turns someone else's fake passport, passport in. Okay. Uh, she is then arrested by the New York Police Department. What do you think happened? Um, I don't even... I mean, money fraud or something like that, right? This is her she is mugshot. She's she is fucking stunning. I have never taken a photo that good ever. And tonight, I showed you my best six photos from the year. This photo is, like, upsetting how, how good is it is. How old she in that photo? 28. Fuck her. I mean, sorry. I <laughs> That's so good. I love that for her. her. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Her hair is somehow perfect. She doesn't seem to have a ton of makeup on, but she has like green eyes. Why so. does her hair so naturally fall perfectly in I that way? Know. I mean, maybe it's not natural, but it looks natural. It it's looks upsetting. low effort. She just looks beautiful. Yes. Like absolutely stunning. Especially by 2009 standards. Uh, yeah. Like... Yeah. When everyone's taking photos She's with beautiful their, today. Yes, but when everyone's taking photos with like their Nokia phones and they still have the bump it hair when they bump have the commercials. Bump it, yeah, and when they that, straighten their hair but yes. the back is still wavy. Exactly. Yeah. And you can see your extension yes. starts to detach mm -hmm. at prom. Yes. yes. She's gorgeous. She's stunning. Yeah. So do you have any idea what you think happened? No. Okay, cool. I mean, God, I hope not human trafficking. Because mm -mm. you said craziest. So it can't be like petty crime. What was she like smuggling like Ivory tusks? <laughs> no. Um, she does have connections to Africa, though. Was she just selling loose oil on the street? <laughs> no. Like, I don't, I don't know what could possibly... No. Is it... When you tell me, is it about to be really sad here in 10 no. seconds? Okay, so it's, like, funny. Mm, kind of. Tropical yes. birds. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that one the first thing you thought of? Well, when you said it wasn't sad, I was like, cool, we can kind of rule out human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, what's kind of been related to that bird trafficking? That's... <laughs> That, would be that really is funny. that is that is on this evening how simple my thought process no, was. No, that's fair. What did she do? Okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna slowly give you more and more or actually no, I'm gonna tell you very quick. I was gonna give you And why slowly. did she have someone's passport? We'll we'll talk about it. So in the week following after she gets arrested, ten or eleven other people are arrested for the same accusations that Anna has. There has been Wait. Was she a Russian spy? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, she was! 
I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of you too. That was good. I don't know where it came from. It was literally the like next running line. in the black, the back the of my mind to the front. They're all accused Russian spies. <laughs> so the other people are Richard and Cynthia Murphy of New Jersey. Obviously, most of these names, if not all of these names, are not real. Right. Um, and I wrote some of them down, and then I think I deleted some of them. Anyway, and also, you know, they are, are real, aliases. though. The names of real Russian spies who committed a crime against this country. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. I know I am not your stereotypical, like, red, white, and blue American patriot, but I have been sweaty on too many European trains <laughs> to not love this country in That's a very true. specific way. It is am true. Am I aware of our failings? Yes. Absolutely. I make no excuse for them. Yeah. And also, put ice in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I am so warm. I think we need to go to Europe in the winter. One time in Italy, they made me a steaming hot espresso and then just put an ice cube in it and then kind of tossed it at me. <laughs> and I was like, neither one of us are happy right now, sir. <laughs> Anyways, that's why I got my cold brew kit. It is superior. We were talking about Russian spies Russian but spies. a second ago. <laughs> yes. So the other accused and arrested Russian spies are Richard and Cynthia Murphy of New Jersey, Donald Howard Heathfield and Tracy Lee Ann Folly, which like I'm sorry, when you Tracy were, Lee Ann Folly. That's one name. I was like, when you were picking your name, like were they did you based just, in Oklahoma or Utah? They were based in Boston. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Michael Zatoli and Patricia Mills of Arlington, Juan Lazaro and Vicky Peleas of Yonkers, and Mikhail Semenko, who was also in NYC, I believe. So it's a whole East Coast network. Yes, it is. And then there's an 11th suspect, Christopher Metzos. He is kind of their, like, overseer, it seems like. Their paymaster is what okay. they called him. Uh, he fled the country. He was arrested in Cyprus, trying to board mm. a flight to Budapest. Wow. He was picking some obscure places. Yes, he was claiming to be a Canadian citizen and would regularly travel to meet the others in the Northeast. So I'm not sure if he was based in Canada or what. But was their network called GoldenEye? <laughs> or whatever Ian <laughs> no. Fleming kept using over and no, over again? I wish if, it was. If this is your first episode with us, I'm sorry for all of the like intricate inside Random jokes. Random inside jokes, it's yeah. mainly for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some drama with the arrest of Metzos. I... And I read it on one article and I just had so many articles open and was trying to finish the story. And I don't think I ever followed up and finished it. I think there was some <laughs> issue where the U.S. wanted to extradite him back to the U.S. and they like said no or something. And there was some issue there. Anyway, the U.S. does have 10 of the 11. OK. Um, you have like almost the full football starting. Yes, exactly. Um, of treason. All of these people were allegedly working to convert Russian spies on long term deep cover assignments to obtain information on nuclear weapons. They were a clandestine network using Cold War tactics such as encrypted Morse code messages, brush passes, and invisible writing to send intelligence back to the Russian government. Okay, so I have obviously a bunch of questions. Yes. How long is long term? Why did Anna turn them over? Um, how are they approaching and recruiting people, right? Mm -hmm. I'm actually a great secret keeper. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> know that about me. Just because I share my own secrets doesn't mean I don't keep other people's yeah, secrets. I get it. Um, so this FBI uh, operation had been going on for at least a decade by this time. A lot of these people, a lot of them, I listed them in couples. A lot of them actually were couples or were operating as couples and were like under the guise of being married having working jobs some of them had kids okay. like they were there for they were in it and i will they had like american children yes they were all yes they were there uh, i'm not sure how bomb show to find out if you're that kid unless oh you already God. knew yeah that's it's like true. a north pond hermit situation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i 
We told him about the spy ring a week ago. <laughs> Episode five. Yeah, something like that. Um, The FBI had been referring to this group as the illegals. Like, yeah. Okay. Not great. I mean, it makes sense in 2020. Yeah. I mean, they did develop in 2000. So they they were they were legitimately breaking laws. They were. Okay. Yeah. Um, And the operation was dubbed Operation Ghost Series, which I think is a badass name. That's a much better name. That was that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The operation had been going on for more than a decade. The FBI had been monitoring Anna Chat since she set foot in New York City. Oh. Hashtag welcome to New York, baby. So, welcome to New York. Wonderful tie-in. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wonderful tie-in. <laughs> Two, they were immediately like, no one this pretty comes from London. <laughs> They're like, no. What were you doing there? Mm-mm. Incorrect. <laughs> um, Our British listeners, you're wonderful and you're beautiful. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um, Anna Chapman is like just beautiful on human standards. Yeah. Yeah. I get not trusting her, but mainly because like who can trust hot people? That's true. I mean, I trust you, which takes a lot of courage. I'm not as hot as Anna Chapman. We can both agree. <laughs> it seems fine. I'm going to okay. agree to disagree Anyway, on that one. every Wednesday, <laughs> every Wednesday, she would go to those coffee and bookstores um, so that she could transmit weekly reports. This is where I got a little confused. Um, yeah, weekly reports to the se- second secretary of the Russian mission to the United Nations. She would set up local wireless networks between her laptop and that of the UN official who was in a parked van nearby wherever Anna was that day. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> She's using Starbucks Wi-Fi? Basically, yeah. Is it that secure? Oh. Every time I'm on Starbucks Wi-Fi, I'm like, sure, they're going to empty my bank account. But, like, <laughs> I need to do something before I go to the airport. I mean, so. it's like... Whoever is, I mean, the the odds that a hacker is there that's going to see you transmitting this stuff in 2010 seems pretty low. So she would go to like a local Starbucks and then over an unprotected corporately owned Wi-Fi network. Transmit to another one. A person yeah. in a huge van, I assume, because it's 2010. I don't know. I think I got, it's iPhone 5 in I got very lost in this whole little part. Maybe I was like, what's happening? iPhone 4. Yeah. And that person is not some like underground hidden person but the russian ambassador to the united nations sounds like it yeah or at least the second or string second secretary yeah the jv russian ambassador the starting quarterback for the thursday game mm-hmm. for the russian un mission yes yeah one of these messages which was decrypted by the fbi said quote you were sent to usa for long-term service trip, your education, bank accounts, car, house, etc. All these serve one goal, fulfill your mission, i.e. search and develop ties in policy-making circles in U.S. to send intel to uh, C, which stands for center, I guess. Chapman managed to send 10 of these messages between January and June of 2020. What did she have access to that property shark? Good fucking question. Oh, shit, okay. No, nothing. We don't know. Oh, Okay. Was it just the intention to spy, or yeah. was there an actual leakage? She's of only been in the U.S. for like six months. By the time she's arrested, she doesn't have the connections to be making sure like these great political ties. There's, they still don't know why. They're like, what? 
the fuck was the point of this? Like, what information did you get? I love it if she was just bad at her job. Because all of I, our perceptions are like James Bond. I love it because she jo- she is the newest member to this decades long. Like, these people were probably there for more than decades. Yeah, the FBI's been onto went them there for decades. When the Soviet Union was still around. Exactly. And, and then she walks in, waltzes in, all hot and shit, six months in, gets a fake passport and she's like do you want this nypd it's also going to the nypd and not like the fbi or like I, the we, justice department there's a there's a, a reason for that okay. i think we're going like, to get into on the it. east coast there are so many major institutions mm-hmm. agencies who are yeah. headquartered there like it would not be hard at all to yeah. find the fbi's new york headquarters exactly so here's here's what happened what really happened at that meetup with roman at that coffee shop Roman, the person Anna met that day in the coffee shop, was an undercover FBI agent. Red, white, and blue, baby! Hell yeah! <laughs> if there's one thing we do well, it's military stuff. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's super complicated. Uh, we actually, we're gonna cut that real quick. One yeah. second. Red, white, and blue, baby! Hell yeah! If there's one thing we do well, it's lie. We <laughs> are actually so good at that. We are really good at that, yeah. Uh, he, so Roman... <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Is posing as a Russian operative. He had set up the meeting in response to her allegedly having a problem with her computer. It's not sure if she was like, I have a problem with my computer, or if like he was posing as someone higher up in her like chain of command that was like, hey, we're having a problem with you transmitting. Like, we need to set so up a meeting. So she goes there thinking she's going to talk spy stuff with a guy yes. who's in the know a little bit, at yes. least, about spy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I think they do it from the reports that I saw. They started speaking in Russian and then stopped to not draw further attention to sure. themselves. And they were talking about some like spy stuff. Are they going to make this? into a movie that would be so cool they can't <sighs> Maya you did such a good job with this one sorry he went so they're in the coffee shop talking yes. Russian and then they're not talking Russian yes um, I will say there is a show I think based off of the whole group is called, it called the, like Americans? the Americans or yes. something mm-hmm. yeah okay um, so he then told her there's a mission for her to complete the following day and it's to deliver this fraudulent passport who's to another wor- woman who's working as a spy um, he says are you ready for this step? And to which she responds, shit, of course. <laughs> American culture is just so ubiquitous so and universal. So deeply <laughs> So Roman gives her the code. She would need to interact with the other spy. She would need to, I don't know where they're meeting up, but she would need to have a magazine and she would have to hold it in such a way that the other spy would like recognize her. And then come, she would, the other spy would come up to her and say, excuse me, but haven't we met in California last summer? And Chapman would confirm her identity by saying, no, I think it was the Hamptons. Uh, Roman's last Ah. words to her were, your colleagues in Moscow, they know you're doing a good job, so keep it up. And I don't know why that was relevant, but it was in one of the articles, and I thought it was interesting. So anyway. He's like, hey, you're doing a great job, kid. Meanwhile, she has, like, fully failed. (laughs) Yes. Like, every millennial's biggest nightmare is, I think I'm doing a good job at work, and they're actually going to fire me soon. Me every day. Um, (laughs) So despite her bravado with Roman, she's clearly leery of him um, because... She gets a little sloppy in her panic after this. She goes to purchase the phone under a fake name, Irene Kutsov, which, like, if you're trying to not pretend to be a Russian spy, why would you choose a name that is more... Russian, more Russian. Why is it more Russian than your actual name? Also, why do you have to do... They had pay-as-you-go phones in 2009. I know, because that was It might have been a pay-as-you-go. Right, but you just scanned that bad boy mm, yeah. across, and then the little yeah, iTunes cards of minutes... It's called a burner phone for a reason. Yeah, she actually had a phone contract. 
<laughs> what? Which she threw away in a public trash can. No, she didn't. That the FBI then was like, thank, thank you, you so, so much. Oh my God. Like, I imagine she's like two steps from the trash can and a unmarked black van like slides <laughs> open and takes the trash can and slides it closed again. That would be so Oh, I funny. can't believe I had greater like mission security as a sophomore in high school who had to text his parents <laughs> when debate practice was over <laughs> than a Russian spy. My parents once told me when you're texting, because every text was 0.3 of a minute and a yeah. phone call was a minute, because that was back when people called more. Yeah. My mom would be like, if I text you, I will be there in 10 minutes. Mm, don't don't text back, okay? It's not worth the point three minutes. <laughs> That's how so you know fair. I was solidly middle class. Mm -hmm, same. <laughs> enough I have to have a phone, thing. not enough just to use it. Do you remember like texting? <laughs> it was after I think texts were like minutes, but it was when you would text and see how many texts you had left for the mm, month. A little bit. I also remember after nine just going nuts <laughs> because it was like free after oh, nine or I something didn't have like that. that. Deal. I also remember a little bit. Now I was okay at this. I didn't have enough time to mm -hmm. develop the skill. Some of my friends were really good at this. You could take a phone out and because you had to T9 it, mm. the little bump on the five meant yeah. you always knew. And so I had friends who could fully like text like in class under their desk because mm -hmm. the phones aren't huge, shiny, like bright computer yeah. screens, but there's little palm things mm -hmm. that were, when they were working, a dingy yellow. Yeah. Um, and they could just like glance at it real quick and then pump. I could do that. I had, um, I did have a T9 for a little bit, but I think it was before I was able to text. My second phone had like one of the slide and then the QWERTY yes, keyboards. Yes, that was my second one That too. one I could do no without yeah. like looking. Because I remember my mom would always get mad at me if I was texting in the car <laughs> for some reason. And I knew that if I, my dad looked in the rear view mirror and saw me looking down at my phone, he would snitch. That's how I catch kids texting today. So and so yes. I was just like. <laughs> Not even blinking. Yeah. And you could, you could, I imagine they can like see you like mouthing the words like. <laughs> I talked to like myself. I was a weird only child. <laughs> no, you were just an only child. I, that's fair. Weird yeah. was implied. Um, but this is why we are <laughs> the last literate generation. It's really true because we had, we had to learn Listen, how to type without we looking. We learned a new language. Yes, exactly. So yeah, she uh, Anna Chapman. Oh right, we're talking about Russian spies. Panics. She's she buys a phone for some reason. It's not even a pay as you go. She throws away the phone contract. FBI is like, thank you so much. Um, she calls a bunch of people. One of the people she calls is her father, who's a high-ranking member of the KGB, I think, around this time. Or like the Russian version of that, because it's does, does the KGB still exist? No way it still exists. I it's think like the he Russian was, spy thing now. Yeah, so. they referred to him as a high-ranking member of the KGB, and they okay. did so multiple times, so I'm wondering if that's on, like, downfall at this point. I think point. when the Soviets collapsed, they just took Soviet Union off of their mm -hmm. spy agency name so. and then just kind of kept running it. I think so, it. yeah. Um, by 2012, though, he held the position as Ruf Russian Mis Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Okay. And I believe when um, Anna was younger, he was the ambassador to Kenya, and so that's how she mm. has ties to Africa. Um... One of the calls she made was intercepted. I'm not sure if it was to her father or to someone else, but the man on the other end advised that she may have been uncovered and says she should turn over the passport to the police and get out of the country, thinking that they don't know who she is yet. Like the, the common police won't know. So that's why she didn't turn it over to the FBI. Oh. And so that, that's what she wanted to do. She needed to drive up to like, I don't even know. Ithaca? Farther away. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Unfortunately for her, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. And they were, 
uh, yeah, they weren't going to let her go, and so she was arrested. Yeah, they were New York City cops. This is what they literally dream this of. This is literally, yeah, their dream. If um, she had driven 45 minutes north out of the city and just gone into a local... A small town with an Antrax stop. Be like, hey, I found this on the ground. Exactly. I, I want to know how she turned it going. over to. Yes. Like I wanted. Like I found this fraudulent passport, and they're like, how do you know it's fraudulent? And she's like, uh. And they're like, turn around, miss. <laughs> like, you have the right to remain silent. Anything yeah. Like was it that, or was it like I found this passport? Like maybe someone will come and claim it because I feel like that would be also, harder. Why even turn in a passport at all? Why even walk into a it's police station? For, it's a fraudulent passport for another spy, theoretically. Right. Just, Just disappear. Leave. Yes. Just leave. That, I, several episodes I said that was the world's best advice I'd ever been given Just when go. I was in my early 20s. Yeah. You don't have to be anywhere. Just go away. Exactly. Fly down to Mexico. Change your name. Become the family activities coordinator for a Mexican resort. Say you have a doctorate, but like in literature or something. So they think you're smart, but not anything useful. Mm-hmm. And then just spend the rest of your life being a gorgeous color of golden brown and learn Spanish. White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or my, just like my escapism plan. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, <laughs> so within three days of her arrest, there are several Russian government reps that visit her in the Metropolitan Detention Center, and they all advise Anna to take whatever deal she was offered. What? Whatever plea deal. Yeah. Because, again, they haven't gotten any good information from her. So, it's, But, but they, how do Russian officials know they haven't gotten any good information out of her yet? I don't know. Oh, you mean the Russian officials are like, you have given us nothing of use. You cannot be that connected right now. Just like, I think they were also advising everyone to do that. Because at this point, we're going to talk about it for a second in a while. But um, I think the Russians have collateral as in they have some u.s people and they know that no one's really gotten any good information on each other and so they know that if all of their spies plead guilty there's a good chance that they can just swap them sure once you're in prison we can just bring we can just bring you back to russia a different kind of prison yeah exactly (laughs) russia is not the most downloaded country for us but we have a couple we have a few hello hi (laughs) if you're in a chapman i'm sorry um so now I know what you're thinking, Grant. Do you? What I'm happened? I'm thinking about so many things. What happened to Bill Staniford, CEO of Property Shark? <laughs> you see, you have gotten so much better at emceeing, because that's very funny and not at all what I was thinking. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, what happened to long-term boyfriend of Russian spy Six and months. founder of, yeah, yeah. Gayro, that's super long that's term. Very, yeah, that's super fair. Uh, following this, Bill Staniford gets nervous. Not... <laughs> Not that he has any connections with Russia. It's more like like a anxiety nervous. Like, mm. ooh, they might think maybe I'm connected. Because not only is he <laughs> dating Anna Chapman, one of the other people that was arrested was Cynthia Murphy. Her real name was Lydia Guryeva, Ger- uh, who had worked with him since 2000 as his accountant. <laughs> He just accidentally been like payrolling like a lot of the Russian spy <laughs> mission to like us. at least two. What are his connections to the government we'll or it. contractors? So, Guryeva was arrested. She had been in the process of cultivating a relationship with Alan Patrikov, who was the co-chair of Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential election. That I remember a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, they picked the wrong horse. Yes, so they really funny. did. Yeah. That really sucks. Boy, um, I mean, they really. It was. I mean, in it's a coin flip in 2008. You have you no idea know. who's gonna. Exactly. So, it was actually probably the safe choice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Guryeva's husband, Vladimir Guryev, uh, was also in the U.S. under the alias Richard Murphy, and they were married. They were living in New Jersey. 
Uh, when they were arrested for being spies, a neighbor is quoted. They couldn't be spies. Look what she did with the hydrangeas. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. Listen, I know Russians, okay? They would never do something this English with their garden. <laughs> the hydrangeas are so ugly. Meanwhile, you would get arrested and that random couple would be like, yeah, I saw him digging in his front yard well, one night. Every year on America's birthday, they set a huge fire. They couldn't be spies. <laughs> I just love that lamble of neighborhood gossip. They're not even like, no, I hated them. They're like, they couldn't be. They're too dumb. I've <laughs> seen them drink Grey Goose, a famously French vodka. <laughs> I think you got the wrong family. Now there's this black family down the road. Because you We're know really, it's also oh, a yes. racist mm-hmm. couple. A hundred percent. Um, it's thought that the spies were also targeting Bill Staniford. Because he's such an easy mark. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. He's this guy that loves love. He sees boobs and he's like, anyway, I couldn't think for the rest of the day. I love love and I believe in giving immigrants a fair shot. Sorry <laughs> if that's a crime. Um, oh, Staniford. Oh, Staniford. Uh, they were think he. They think that they were targeting him because that since he was ex-Marines, they were kind of expecting him to eventually go CIA. Oh, they were like, surely this man has some kind of vision. Similar for his to life. Hillary Clinton, they bet on the wrong horse. Uh, Surely this ex-Marine isn't going to be satisfied with just renting apartments in the Bronx. Um, I say I put this at the end, but we can talk about this right now. Uh, He did run for Congress or run for the House of Representatives. Yeah, Yeah, in uh, 2022, uh, he ran to represent the fourth congressional district of New York. Okay, and uh, he did not even make it onto the ballot. Mm, You do got to get signatures. (laughs) Who won the fourth district? I looked and I did not write it down. It wasn't George Santos. We confirmed no, it, it, it was wasn't not. George I would have re- I would have remembered that. What he a crazy turn He would turn go on events. later to fail to, to lose to who we are sure is a Russian spy, <laughs> George Santos. Santos. <laughs> he's confirmed it actually. That he's a Russian spy. Yeah. <laughs> In that interview with Z-Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We need that to talk has about to be that. an episode. Yeah, we need okay. to we need to make that happen. That can be maybe our Breckenridge one. There That'll we be go. Good. Okay. So Staniford had also been a linguistic cryptologist in the Marines. He focused on Cuba, Colombia, Peru, and Guatemala. His cousin, who he was very close with, was the speaker of the New York City Council and a candidate for mayor in 2010. So he did have some, like, connections. Not any, like, outstanding connections. Cuba was, like, an old Russian ally, though, and I think Venezuela also. Yeah. Like, he specialized in some countries that had Russian interests, or Russia had interests in them, and, I mean... Imagine if we found out that, like, Danny was dating a spy because one of Danny's exes ran for, like, comptroller or something like that. Oh like, I know Denver and New York, obviously not on Very the same different, page. Very different, but yeah. But that just it kind of is what it, like, I think there's 27 members of the New York yeah. City Council. It's not like there's five. <laughs> That's really true. Well, he was going to be a state senator, so of course we had to get him there. <laughs> Who knows what's happening in Albany? <laughs> We gotta be careful. Um, So he was interviewed a couple times in the span between when she was arrested and when yeah Stanford. He was interviewed a couple times um, between when Anna was arrested and when she pled guilty. There's like a 11 day like time period I think there, Uh, and they're like, do you think she's a spy? Uh, Do you think it's real? And she's he said, like given the evidence, I think she was a spy. However. I would bet you almost every single cent I own that she has no formal training in espionage and human intelligence. He then said, I feel bad for her, and I'm not exactly sure why. I just feel like she got used somehow. This is the exact strategy. (laughs) 
Agatha Christie's husband yes! took the 10 days she was gone. Like, no, our marriage was perfect and nothing is weird. And I think it's all fine and legal. And also, she's a woman. <laughs> Everyone's like, did you kill your, your wife? wife? Did you kill the wife we have in custody right now? <laughs> there is another friend of hers um, that is quoted saying that she was a bad spy, adding, quote, drinking champagne, tequila, vodka. She wasn't learning a lot. <laughs> I think she was getting a life lesson. Yeah. I can tell you, I feel like Americans in general are more likely to trust you if they can see you having a good time. It's like true. There's a big social culture, I think, in I a agree. lot of our places. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, Anna Chapman was apprehended just six months into her assignment, which is so sad for those people who I were there for Rom decades. I don't think Romspringer's usually cut so short. Romspringer's when Amish people decide if they want to be Amish still or not and leave the Amish community for a certain amount of time. I'm not realizing I have no idea how long a Romspringer is. I don't know is. either, but I mean... I do hope tequila and vodka and are involved. champagne yeah. are involved. Absolutely. Um, upon review of her finances, the U.S. Di- District Court deemed her unable to afford a lawyer and appointed her a public <laughs> defender. Oh, I love that. I know. Isn't that the just... The system that's you're just... trying to bring down will now provide you legal representation. Yes. As we try to find you proud to be an American. <laughs> In this yeah. one moment, I was yeah. like, listen here, you spy. This is your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> if you cannot pay for one, one will be provided for you. And the lawyer's like... <laughs> Wait, she's gorgeous. The and way. the whole cycle starts all over again. And it's here, dear Grant, that Anna Chapman is at her lowest wallowing in an orange jumpsuit in solitary confinement in Brooklyn's Metropolitan Detention Center when, as she would later put it, quote, fame dropped on my head. Okay, one, weird use of that expression. So obviously not a first language English speaker. Second, her complexion and skin and a hair color would not go well with an orange jumpsuit. Like I do understand feeling kind of like robbed of your magic. (laughs) What did we drop on her? Fame. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So good. That was so good. I shoved Maya a little bit. I know it's an audio platform. I did like a little sibling And I'm in a rolling chair, so it really was emphasized. I'm stronger than I think I am. (laughs) So her attorney, his name is Baum, it's B-A-U-M. Baum. Baum, sure. Uh, Would deliver her newspapers during that time she was in, she's in solitary confinement, like, fair enough. Um, Which included the New York Times, which ran her photo on its front page seven times during her 11-day internment in the summer of 2010. America's like still in the Great Recession. Yeah. And they're like, check out this gorgeous Russian spy. She, I think there was a headline that I saw that was like, the spy who loved us. <laughs> Isn't this woman who's been working to tear down our central government Amazing. just as much of an American as the rest of us? Let's talk about who it. Who 10 years later would also try to tear down our central government. <laughs> So she would later tell Brett Forrest of Politico in a 2011 interview, which served as one of my primary sources. She says, quote, I remember this moment and it's a very precious moment. <laughs> Seeing her face on the front oh, page of the Oh, she's just like, there I am in the news. She's like, that's pretty. There's this TikTok account and this whole guy's shtick is he uh, recreates fake New York Times articles. I love that. But the New York Times articles that are supposed to like sound neutral, but it's like, is food necessary? Ask world's largest food CEO. <laughs> or like, you know, it'll be, it'll be like... Just like really onion level ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Or it'll be like... I was sympathetic towards the unhoused, 
and then I got stuck in traffic, right? <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that, right? And I just can't help but feel like the New York Times was unironically was like, running Look at these, exactly, running these kind of yes. headlines. Yes. So all of the accused spies, except for Metsos, I think, um, pled guilty to conspiring to serve as unlawful agents of the Russian Federation within the U.S., and then they were then transferred to Russian custody in exchange for four prisoners who had allegedly contacted Western intelligence agencies. And that was that. The U.S. was like, you're guilty? Say it. Say it back. Just say it out loud so we can get Americans <laughs> Just back. Just go back. <laughs> Jesus. It's like that it's like in kickball when you catch a ball yeah. and you get to call one of your own teammates yes, you're like, oh, back no. into the game. <laughs> I can't. Part, I, don't, I don't know. Hope Maybe it is. Sorry, that wasn't clear at all, friends. No. Um, <laughs> thank you for that feedback. <laughs> Imagine working for two decades on this case, cracking it. And the justice you get as the person working at the CIA is, that is another get... spy that you've never met before gets <laughs> sent back to your side You're as like, they're just released back in their home country. You're like, no! So we, so she came here, just to, re- I'm, yeah. just to recap yeah. where we're at so far, came here, partied, fell in love with a real estate mogul, yes. uh, got put in jail where she was given plenty of time to read all of the things that we wrote about her, <laughs> and then we paid for her trip back to Russia? Yes. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, that'll teach her to agree to a two-year Verizon contract. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what got her. That's true. Um, uh, Chapman, oh wait, okay. For all their years in the U.S., the spies never seemed to provide Moscow with anything of use. Mm. Uh, All of us at our jobs, though, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> they thought, or it's thought that the operation was a, quote, gross waste of resources and a, quote, relic of Cold War gamemanship. And this is from the U.S. perspective, obviously. There is a counterintelligence probe at the NSA that may show otherwise. They think that Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, SVR, used the illegals network to support one or more Russian moles who had infiltrated Fort Meade, which is NSA headquarters. And that's what based in D.C.? Uh, Maryland, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I don't I don't know if there's ever confirmation on that or not. But, but like the other Russians were there to like support help his back his a story? a bigger one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, or just be there in case or whatever. I don't know. So Chapman returned to Russia and for some reason the rumors about her simply continued. <laughs> socialites <laughs> and the socialites obsession with her grew there are many articles new york socialites or like russian socialites new now? york okay i mean everywhere like sure. europe to london was Listen, like we had her i can't i couldn't imagine going from new york social scene to, to moscow's that no. would be a tough transition i agree um there are some these were the article titles that were quoted in the article that i read and i clicked them and they're all real unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> um well, these are the questions posed in the articles. Uh, did her father run guns in Africa? Was she close to Prince William? Nice. Was she a certified marksman? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so her life began. And with that, I need to pee. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Hi. Hello. I need to sit on my other leg. <laughs> I need to make the other one numb now. My left one is so uncomfortable. Okay, so rumors are still spiraling. I don't know. I don't know what's playing. I don't know what's playing. Do not recognize. What does it mean? <laughs> All right. 
So rumors are still circulating. <laughs> rumors are still circulating. So she is back, back in Mother Russia. Right. She is actually, she's like, well, that didn't work out. So now we're in Russia, and you know what I wanted to do? Become an entrepreneur. And I didn't really get the chance to do that in New York City, so I'm going to try and do that now in Russia. Um, so she, that's what she's trying to do. Her and the other illegals get to meet with Putin in July of 2010. Uh, since then, they've also, or maybe it was this meeting in July, they spent time at Putin's Black Sea Villa, which okay. is like his personal home, it seems it like. It all sounds terrifying. Yes. Black Sea Villa sounds like a place yes. I desperately want to go if they serve good cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> but not spend the night. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Chapman alone, however, received the invite to ride in Putin's personal submarine underneath the surface of Lake Baikal. Baikal? They launched a submarine into a lake. Yes. <laughs> Putin's personal ones that he can have. I don't know. Good. Okay. Submarine parties down there? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, does she say yes? Yeah, she goes down there. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and she comes back up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not clear, like, there's no store, like, rumors or anything about what happened down there. It's just, it seems like Putin has taken a shining to she her. She just has a fun time. Yeah, she just has a fun time. Okay. There's a source quoted saying, Anna is Putin's girl. Oh. Yeah, strange. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how does Russia recover their very public failure, you might ask? I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Andrei Sold Soldatov, he's the author of The New Nobility, says nobody here, as in Russia, Moscow, thinks the illegals were a failure. Pause for a second. I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> they were literally apprehended. Right. <laughs> and also didn't seem to give you any, any, any like good content. information. Right. You had to actually give up some of the spies you had you capture had. Yeah. to get them back. And yeah. they weren't a failure. Anyway, he it's said... It's a supportive work environment. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he also says, it's a victory because it shows we can still compete with America. We are a great power. We can do everything we want to. <laughs> Could a great power fail at spying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could someone depressed do this? <laughs> but it's like... Oh, it's God. like, I'm sorry... What? It sounds like the speech he tells himself in the mirror. It sounds like the first hike after winter where yeah. I'm like, see, I did this just 30 minutes longer than it took me in the fall. Ha. But I'm here. I can do it. We got it. <laughs> Maybe um, that half marathon. Yeah. There is a quote from the article, the Politico article, saying, but to make that idea stick, Anna Chapman must be made a success story, even if only after the fact. Okay. So then there's another quote from that author, Soldatov. Quote, we need to show the American public that Anna Chapman is a hero. Which also, of all of the spies, she objectively <laughs> is not the hero. I also don't know if it's a good thing to be like, remember this person that none of you were supposed to know? Now all of you get to know her. Like, I don't know. Look how hot she is. Exactly. And you don't get her anymore. It's almost like... The information she gave you can't actually be useful if you are trying to raise her profile that much. Exactly. So Chapman is quoted in 2011 in this interview saying, quote, if I want to meet anyone, the CEO of the biggest company, really, I can. I can just call them up and they're happy to meet me. So she's talking about how much power she has, basically. Like um, back in Russia? Anywhere. Okay. In, like around the world. Like she's not allowed in most countries. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just a handful of ones that do allow her. Yeah. 
she I mean, can meet with anybody. Skype is the thing around this time. So true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so despite this, she doesn't enter big business. She spends a lot of her time capitalizing on her personal brand. <laughs> here's okay, a, no, that's what you've been talking about for a little bit but it's crazy to hear that phrase. here's a list of some of the things that she has accomplished in like this article was published at the very beginning of 2012 okay she's arrested mid 2010 okay so this is like a decade ago yes and okay. but so like in the year and a half between her getting arrested extradited back to russia, russia and this interview this is what's happened um, in 2011, she was developing a sci-fi cartoon series starring a redhead who is coincidentally not named Anna. <laughs> it's Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to have a personal brand, right? just be obvious with it. You can't right. be subtle with that kind of stuff. She's no redheaded, spy in America. It's a six-month series, but... yeah. Her name's Jennifer? Yeah, like, what's happening? <laughs> she releases a poker app for the web, and this one, it actually... A poker app? Yeah. Like, like to play poker? Yeah. You want to play poker on an app developed by a publicly Russian spy? Yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay, okay. Uh, here's the thing, though. There's a friend of Chapman who says, Anna is a very dangerous player. Your first mistake with her will be your last mistake. Just a... That, like, but what about her first mistake? Yeah, her first mistake got her, got her and 11 other people <laughs> sent back to Mother her, Russia. Her first mistake ended two decades of spy work. Yes, okay. exactly. Um, but apparently she's really good at poker. Okay. So she has some strategy in her brain. I don't know. Um, she, at this point, is considering developing an Anna brand perfume. She f wants to find a ghostwriter to write a book about business. Sounds like Michael Scott writing a book I about business. I want to just share ideas truthfully. and then have someone who knows business write, write a book it. about business. <laughs> exactly. And then claim that I wrote Good. it. Um, she was also pictured in the Russian edition of Maxim, which included a Q&A with her, which she was not actually cued and giving A's. She just wrote the whole thing. <laughs> Let me ask myself this question. That's a really interesting question, me. Here's my also interesting <laughs> answer. That's how I teach. So I want you to know. I get how that works. One I... of the questions that she asked herself was like, if someone were to play you in a movie about <laughs> That's a legitimately Jessica Chastain, right? Alba. We'll get there. Who the um, fuck is Alba? Jessica Alba. Oh. Yeah. That's who she said? Oh, no, that's not who she said, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole different... No, not really. Uh, she's installed as the leader of the Mol Molodaya Guardia, the Young Guard, which is the youth wing of Putin's United Russia political army. This is thought that it was done, like, she was put into this position because they were like, no one's taking you seriously, babes. We gotta give you a gun. <laughs> we gotta make people think that we take you seriously. We gotta give her money and a gun. Exactly. There, this Hurst. is one of two things that they do. We're gonna talk about the other thing that they do. They put her in charge of a political army? Yes. The group is also not good. They, at before she was installed as the leader, had been linked to several beatings. Ooh. Yeah, not super great. It's an, a youth organization, you yes. said. It's mm, tough to hear. Tough to hear, yeah. And so it's strategic to make the public believe the government took her seriously as a spy when she's doing all of this stuff, like releasing a perfume. Do we find out more? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you forget that, that detail. Um, do we ever hear more about what she was doing in London or how long she was in London for? She was in London from... 2003 to 2006, at least, it's not clear if she stayed in London after her divorce um, until 2009 when she moved to New York. But that's the time that she was at least married to Alex Chapman, okay. who 
already is mad about it. I don't get into any of it. He is like very vindictive. He knows that she married him solely to get a British passport. And so oh. he tries to like get back at her and it's not really super so great. Alex Chapman, not part of the spy ring. No, okay. he does not know. He's, he, I think tries to sell stuff like that. There are pictures of their marital bed or something like that to Oof. get revenge. I don't know. None of it worked in his favor. It sure. all made her more famous. Of course. So anyway, I mean, yeah, that was one of the, one of the little rabbit holes I didn't go down, uh. but, um, Oh, also, she, without the approval of probably her handlers, since they're trying to make her seem more serious, she starts a TV show called Secrets of the World with Anna Chapman. I mean, I would watch it instantly. <laughs> she covers things like, I don't know, like superstitions, basically, is what she... Yeah, anyway. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I kind of like want Like vampires, her, I kinda want black her, like, cats. In a Jeep back in Kenya, retracing her childhood. No, she's like, not allowed the really to leave Russia. Russia. Right, I forget that she's yeah. probably not allowed in most of the world. Yeah. Exactly. So that's her influence in Russia. If a girl sells perfume in a wood, but no one is allowed to (laughs) To visit her. (laughs) Is she even a girl? Is she an influencer? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to smell my candle. Did a great job. Thank you. Um, So that's her influence in Russia. Her influence does extend to the U.S. though, because the U.S. is still kind of like. Who was she, though? <laughs> She's so hot. Oh, my God. The U.S. had one situation ship, and it just cannot get it over cannot it. cannot get over it. And it's like, the U.S., you need to get a job. You're in a recession right yes. now. And I was like, but there is this redhead one I summer. I can't get her out of my green eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Jessica Alba wanted to buy rights to her story and adapt it to a film. Okay. The top L.A. talent agency called Chapman's New York attorney to see if they could get in touch with Chapman to see if they could represent her. And saying that a Russian spy still has a New York attorney on Rentainer. I don't even think that she was paying him. I think they were just like, hey, do you have her number, We bro? will speak for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vivid Entertainment asked her if she wanted to appear in a, if you have children in the car, cover their ears for two seconds. Vivid Entertainment asked her if she wanted to appear in a porno. All right, kids, you can listen. I don't know. I don't. I think no. (laughs) I don't know. She just seems kind of like interested in all business opportunities. There wasn't a link then. She's an entrepreneur to the video, so I'm assuming it was a (laughs) no. It doesn't always have to be video. It's true. It's true. (laughs) She received an offer from Playboy, offering several hundred thousand dollars to shoot a full pictorial. Mm. So you're wondering. She wants to be an entrepreneur. This seems like a great way to build a personal brand. Yeah, it's her image. Unfortunately. Like, her and a beret would kill. And a gun? Imagine. Yes. Imagine. <laughs> All black turtleneck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, the plea deal Chapman signed forbids her from profiting off of her story. Okay. Technically, this applies to both Russia and the U.S. Unfortunately, you can't enforce it in Russia. However, that means that Jessica Alba cannot buy her rights. Wait, hold the on. talent agency cannot. Do you... <laughs> Under this plea deal, couldn't you just make it and then not give her any of that money? Because it doesn't sound like she has rights she could give away then if she is forbidden. I mean, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. If you are and kind of understand this a little bit more, write in. But it sounds like she can't make money off of it does not necessarily mean others can't make money off of it. There's no way that anyone, most people will know the whole story and so they would have to talk to her about it and it seems like she's probably not going to be willing to do it if it's not going to directly profit or like build her personal brand sure the fbi is not going to give her those details do you think you could get like the interviews and stuff that she did with the fbi and things through a freedom of information request act 
the Freedom of Information Act was used on this case, and I okay. don't know that it was. I don't know how much interviewing they did. I love how much you and I have both gone down yeah. rabbit holes that we know what questions to ask. Yes. Sometimes insane. <laughs> I didn't think that you were going to immediately have no, a response to that know. question. Cool. Please tell me. Most <laughs> of the Freedom of Information Act that was released was in reference to their paymaster Metzos. Okay. Um, because the the FBI had been surveilling everyone for so long, I don't even think they needed to really interview anyone. They already knew what everyone knew. Sure. And so I don't know that there's really anything to know in those interviews. The mo the biggest thing people were interested in is like, how did you catch these people? And so a lot of surveillance footage had, has been released, which is really fascinating actually, if you're interested in like what happens in real life spy work. Sure. There's real videos of Metzos doing brush passes, which is like the movie where you like you have something in your oh. hand and you're walking past someone and, they and you grab hand it. it. There's real videos of Metzos doing that with some of his spies, which Whoa. is fascinating. And then there's a bunch of other videos of um, I don't know if it was Metzos or if it was some of the other spies, like marking things to show like where they were going to meet up and then like the proof of them meeting up and stuff like that. I just want kind of like a funny feel good spy movie of like a and it's like not an American because that would make yes, you feel like uh, concerned about national security. Yeah. But it was like, look at them trying to fail. They're not even in the nation's capital. They're in New York yeah. City. I think that'd be funny. The problem with like the Americans I need the and other stuff. with her and Bill right. where they end happily. It's why you know? James Bond is so fun to watch because there's a lot of action and there's moments of tension but not like um like darkness, it's, you know? Yeah, it's like, not like DC. Right, it's always like some vague, like the world's gonna end. And you yeah. always watch knowing, no, it's not. Yeah. And you can kind of enjoy it that way. But a lot of times, like modern spy thrillers are like, oh, not even God. solving that, but it's like, are we gonna kill the person hunting for us? And it's like, I don't know. Are <laughs> you? That's too intense for yeah. me. Meanwhile, it's just this woman that's like, I'm gonna go to a party, yeah? Melissa McCarthy's movie, mm -hmm. Spy, is so... F have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It is about. one of my mother's and I's favorite movie. Anyways, sorry, continue. I love that. Okay. <laughs> so, she she's not allowed to profit off of her own story um, in the U.S., like, legally. I think she did look into it. I think her, that may be why her and her lawyer were still talking around this time, because her, it's said that her lawyers had to go through the plea deal, and that's how they found this extra mm. clause. Um, so she returns to Russia, and the powers that be determined that she needed to beef up her CV in order to like be taken seriously. Because right now she's like someone who has like some stuff that was like kind of accepted if sure. you, she spoke with enough confidence, right? But now it's like, ooh, <laughs> yikes. And so... She gets a job at a financial institution in 2010, in October of 2010. What financial institution, you might ask? Do you have a guess? Um, Lehman Brothers is gone by that point, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Lehman Brothers is gone by that point. I mean, that's not the answer, so. In 2010? Yeah. Um, and it's a financial institution? Yep. Deutsche Bank? I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> just kidding, it's not Deutsche Bank. <laughs> Well, you're just letting me guess, and then you're like, interesting. I don't have an answer, but I think that's really interesting. <laughs> no, she uh, was <laughs> given a job in the fiscal arm of the Russian Space Agency <laughs> called Fun Service Bank, uh, <laughs> which in <laughs> this bank was known for embezzlement on <laughs> the Russian railways. Um, needless to say, her role was ornamental. Sure. 
course There's it was. No way. Listen, lady, we can't have you in messing up all of our corruption over here. Just so funny. You get caught. <laughs> she was doing this, and then and then she like keeps going, and then they're like, "That's not enough. We need to make you the head of our youth political organization." Like this happened first, where they were like, "Give her a chance." No. Um, this is a quote from her in that 2011 interview. Okay. These from, guys. A quote from her. Answering a question she asked herself. No, like, no. <laughs> is it that interview? No, it's a different this one. Is a different okay. interview. This is the Politico interview. Uh, she said, "These guys in the bank told me I can get however much money I need. I just tell them, and, and it's there the next day." Well, that's a nice setup. <laughs> Not how my life job. works. <laughs> Um, according to the bank, however, her pay is well-deserved. Quote, Chapman will address the theme of protecting the planet from asteroids, meteor showers, and other factors that affect the civilization of the cosmos. Need I remind you, this is 2010. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're like, she's our number one defense against world-ending asteroids. Like, of yeah, course we have to supplement is... her perfume sales. <laughs> if the world is gone, you can't even blame her. I I, I want to know how long this gas is going to go for. Oh, it, it's still going. Today? Yeah. Okay. I think she has more of a personal brand. I didn't get fully into it. We'll talk about it. Anyway. She has like a Christmas album and stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would listen yes, to that. Yes, I fully could imagine this woman <laughs> yes, having a Christmas right, album. Right. So she... Actually, she for this job she ha- she travels to the Russian version of our Cape Canaveral okay. to bless the cosmonaut crew. Yeah, cosmonaut. Imagine being like, "Welcome! I know it's a tremendous honor to meet a failed spy, <laughs> somewhat of an author, and perfume enthusiast." <laughs> anyway, fly with confidence. Yes, I don't even. Think- I funded this trip. <laughs> I don't even think it was like a space mission. It says. A cosmonaut crew on the ride through the cloud cover? I don't know what that means. Like, on their way to the International Space Station? I don't know what that means. just to get some flight hours in? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, And all of this was from six months of spying, which she gathered nothing and revealed an entire network. (laughs) Right? Yes. Okay, but you're just definitionally failing up. Yeah, like, why do you not, why is one of the spies that was, like, there for a decade and a half not this? I kind of love that we've actually managed to uno-reverse this situation, (laughs) and America's influence is now ruining Russia, as opposed to how this woman was supposed to be reuniting the United States. But instead, we were like, reverse, reverse! (laughs) We're like, her boobs are great! (laughs) Left stop two times, right? Like it's we just, just failed so hard that we are now making Russia fail. Oh God! So Brett Forrest of Politico interviewed her in Russia in 2011. He was given instructions to get to the meeting place, and the way that he describes it, he says like he was given instructions from like unknown numbers, and like oh, okay. it was very. Sh- hush hush on how to find her, but he like always knew when he got these instructions, it was, it was like her. to meet her. Yeah, and so. When he finds her, she is in an abandoned industrial area where there is a fashion house and he meets her and she's trying on a line of coats, which will be like her line of coats, theoretically, that this fashion house is like sponsoring. Anna Chapman's Yes, they're, they're going to call it AC, actually. <laughs> nice. You could respect it. Okay. Um, she's trying on a line of coats for her camera crew who is shooting video for her website. She's always busy. She's always busy, and she's like maybe one of the OG YouTube influencers oh. of 
of Russia, Russia it seems oh. like. Um, through the entire interview, whenever the topics of her espionage were brought up, like whenever Brett brings up the espionage, her entire playful demeanor seems to really change mm. and she would start to get suspicious. And eventually he realizes that she's not suspicious. She's fearful. And he tells her or she eventually like quietly tells him that powerful people had advised her to keep quiet. This is where this turns into like President oh. Snow, Katniss Everdeen. For yes. Me, right? I've been feeling Hunger Games a little bit, but I was like, mm-hmm. she's kind of a villain. Like, it's not inappropriate yes. to make that reference. Oh, she's like on a victory tour, and she's like, I have to do this. Yeah. Kind of. Maya! I know! I know. I ran into this victory tour stuff maybe like 40 minutes before you showed up, that's and that's be... why I was like. <laughs> is that the title of this Welcome to New York victory, victory tour? Oh, I love that. That's a good one. Yes. Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, So no one, still, no one seems to know what she did to the U.S. or what she learned that might be damaging to the U.S. This is a funny fact. I think I just threw this in here because this is where it fit best. Um, In 2013, she proposed marriage to Edward Snowden. (laughs) Yes. I actually have such a thing for nerdy guys with glasses, so I I get it. For those of you who don't know, it's like (laughs) the WikiLeaks guy. (laughs) Who had to flee to like the Costa Rican embassy or something? Something like that. I got the country wrong, I think. He he fleed. Yeah. Uh, The famed NSA leaker over Twitter... And then when she was asked about it later in an interview on the Today Show, she refused to talk about it and said the interview's over. Like live on air on the Today Show? I think so, yeah. There's like many articles how about did she, how she Oh, because she was like probably weird. zooming in. I was like, how did she get back to New York? It, I mean, she might have been there or she might have been zooming. I'm not sure what it okay. was. But yeah, anyway, on the Today Show, she was like, this interview's over. And that was when they asked her about Edward Snowden? About her proposal to Edward Snowden. When you're embarrassed of your ex. <laughs> President Snow was like, don't you fucking dare. You can do it better. Reminds me, well, this story isn't necessarily super flattering, so we'll keep this friend anonymous. But we had a friend once who, you know, we were very supportive of their breakup for a really long time. And then you want to talk about other things, you know? And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's been enough time. Um, Or we just don't need to hear about it when we're at this bar. And so we enabled a new rule that if we ever heard our friends say this person's name, mm-hmm. they had to buy a shot right then and there for everyone who heard it. Mm-hmm. You would be shocked at how quickly we stopped hearing about that ex. They owe me many drinks. <laughs> we love, but uh, love much in the same way I think um, both of our parents love, which is like, okay, it's time for you to get over this. <laughs> you gotta stop. You gotta stop. I was nice, and then you pushed it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so this is the part I was reading right at the end. Um, this is the article that I I don't remember which article this was, but this is a list of some of the people that Anna kind of made friends with, uh, and this was released shortly after her arrest. I'm just gonna read it. Chapman was a Facebook friend of a. Sorry, and this was when she was actively spying. These were the connections that she had developed. Yes. Okay. Chapman was Facebook friends of a well-known economist and NYU Stern Business School professor, Noriel Rubini. Rubini, dubbed Dr. Doom, has been credited with predicting the global economic meltdown and is well-known on the New York club circuit. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, Chapman and Rubini were Facebook friends until this morning, the morning of the article, which was still in 2010, while she was probably still in being held. (laughs) 
uh, when the former director of the Office of Policy Development and Review at the U.S. Treasury Department removed her from his friends list. <laughs> she was like, gone. She is no longer in my space top five. <laughs> Rubini, he was also the former senior economist for international affairs with the White House Council of Economic Advisors, told ABC News that Chapman had befriended him on Facebook. Quote, I may have met her socially on one or two occasions in a large party, not at my place, never had a one-on-one conversation or meeting with her, Rubini said. He added that he has no association with Chapman, nor would he ever want to have one. According to the criminal complaint revealed... No one look in the closet in the back. He was like, I never talked to her! No, I don't know. Don't look at my phone. Everyone's like, she doesn't know anything. And he's like, yep. They Check his notes app. <laughs> he was like, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. What did he tell her? What did I tell her? <laughs> I mean, just the routing number of the U.S. Treasury. That's but not that's, an issue, that's, right? That's nothing. She has so many routing numbers. <laughs> According to the criminal complaint received in court yesterday, some of the accused Russian spies arrested this week were directed by Russian intelligence to gain information from the U.S. foreign national policies to try and outline their views and, more important, Obama's goals and what he expects to achieve during summit in July and how his plans. So they just were supposed to find out information that, like, the Washington Post was going to cover in a couple weeks. (laughs) That is classic. We don't actually have a lot of work for you to do right now. Yes! <laughs> so yes! They're like, will you put this... Putin can't figure out the It's a slow month. Can you, can you put the data entry in for us? Listen, just go to all the parties with the U.S. energy people who yeah. are about to take over now that Obama's in. And just like... I don't know, like, Obama... What's he reading? You know, like what's <laughs> Putin wants to know. Could you watch the Oprah Winfrey interview and like send us your notes on it? We just don't have the time. It's literally what it was. <laughs> okay, so Sol Soldatov, the author, um, seemed convinced that Anna had only ever used her father's status as like a high-ranking KGB officer um, and his connections to bankroll her dreamlike life in Manhattan and nothing more. That she was okay. not a, th- a relevant Wait, threat. Her property real estate manager boyfriend isn't bankrolling everything i'm sure he was at some point okay yeah. but to get in initially that's what soldatov yeah. thinks okay. anyway um but then again when she was meeting with some of the russian operatives they were saying like your house your money whatever it, like is it seemed like it was maybe funded by the russian government as okay. well so i don't know victor Chirk. oh god <laughs> Cherkashin. it's c-h-e-r-k-a-s-h-i-n anyway he was KGB's Washington station chief in the 80s, and he has a connection to the guy who wrote the political article. And so uh, the guy who wrote the political article is also talking to him. This man, Victor, recruited Aldrich Ames and Robert Hansen, who are two of the most destructive Cold War U.S. double agents. Um, Aldrich Ames admitted to compromising, quote, virtually all Soviet agents of the CIA and other American and foreign services right. known to me. And provided the USSR and Russia with, quote, huge quantity of information of U.S. foreign defense and security policies. And Robert Hansen uh, also compromised dozens of U.S. spies working for the Soviets and shared details of U.S. technical operations, such as communication, interception, eavesdropping, like all of their tactics. So, like, they did a ton of damage, yeah. just those two. And Victor is the one that recruited and, like, helped bring so them he's up. In. He's a he's a spy master. Yeah. Not, like, at the time of this interview, but at the time of the Cold War. Victor in contrast to what Soldatov said, saying that she's not a threat. Victor is quoted saying, I like her appearance. No one suspects her. It means she's a real professional. She's very clever, a sober person. 
So it's very interesting that the security expert thinks Anna is in a good spy, but Victor, a spy master, is kind of in admiration. That would be the exact person we'd hire or like go for. Yep. And yeah, I mean, now Anna is still like pretty famous on social media. She has some uh, problematic views. Uh, she like I think what a former Russian spy isn't hip with it. <laughs> she posts a lot of pic- like really f- uh, like flattering pictures of herself, and that's not the problem. The problem is all of her captions are very political, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, because it's Russian politics. No, it's American politics. <gasps> a lot of it. Oh, she's still commenting. She she was an advocate of Trump. Shocking no one. Relatively recently. Yeah, the man who got help from... I mean, listen, I don't think... I think if you're listening to the podcast, this isn't going to shock me. Yeah. The man who got help by Russia to get elected Crazy. in the first place. She's a supporter of him. That's nuts. It's also kind of sad, though, the article, my main source, the Politico article with Brett, um, the ending bit of it is, like, really kind of powerful. I didn't want to get into it because it was, like, a lot of details, but it really shows how much she wants to build her personal brand and how limited she is because of her status. Like she can't really leave the country. She's (laughs) talking to Brett about how she wants to like, um, buy some, like a circus nearby and kind of develop it into like Cirque du Soleil and bring it around. And it's all very like positive. She has a lot of positive says she was at like a Putin rally equivalent or something. And like her main message was like, just be positive. You know, it's like kind of weird, but it's also like, haunting because there's also a scene in that article where they're at uh, an airport. They're going to fly to somewhere to see the circus that she's like looking, considering buying. And they see um, on the TVs, Putin inspecting some like military thing. And he's asking like, like kind of like just friend to friend, like how, how is he? Like, is he like, do you like him or something? And she like raises her voice and like talks about how great he is. Oof. And then she, she has some like sad moments where she's like, yeah, freedom, like the the stress of freedom can be really debilitating and that kind of thing. And Cause she was, at least in theory, prepared for a life where she would be kind of anonymous, mm-hmm. that she would be working for the Russian government, but that her life wasn't gonna be in the spotlight and there is like a certain freedom of movement and stuff and anything she does to kind of help with that mission isn't justifiable. So yeah, there's almost empowerment in doing whatever you want and then to be sent back and instead to be made so public. It's the exact opposite life she Mm -hmm. had planned on having. And so now she's trying to build her personal brand, but at the same time, the Russian government is like still trying to put her on this pedestal, be like America, see what we did. Right. And like all this stuff. Which I'm not entirely sure what, they think they I don't think did. I, yeah, whatever. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but then they're also like putting her as like head of this youth thing. They're putting her in charge of like the finances sure. for the space organization. And they're, she like, has to put together some kind of career now. Yeah. And so like whatever is coming out about her on social media, I don't fully believe is her. Sure. And not that's not to say she doesn't believe what she like is coming out. But that is to say, I think she is kind of in a prison of its own. Yeah. I think yeah. you and I are both in a situation where it's like, we're not necessarily super sympathetic to the person, no. but sympathetic to, to the, the experience yeah. that you're having, yeah. which is like, it's tough when your life ends up becoming the exact opposite of what you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. That's a sad narrative to hear. And it's also sad because she met her husband in 2001 and it's kind of thought that she was groomed to be a spy or mm. some kind of operative. So if she spent all those years leading up to it and granted she was not good at her job. But like, <laughs> or maybe she was. Or maybe she really was. But you never that's know. That's not what the evidence seems to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, but like to. 10 years leading up to it, it's imagine 10 years thinking like, I'm finally going to get there. I'm finally going to get there. And then you just get like right. you get control reversed yeah, yeah, back into, into Russia and like a way worse situation. Like your dad was high up in the KGB, but that doesn't necessarily apply to you, you know? And so it's, it's kind of a crazy situation that she's in. And yes, yeah, so I didn't do a ton of digging in. There's a lot of uh, socio-political and international affairs effects of all of this, including some of the other spies. There's like some oil and gas stuff sure. that happens. There always that is I, with Russia. Yeah, and so I didn't get into all of that, obviously. But here are some pictures. This is the laptop she was working on. <laughs> this was a photo. In That's a, my work computer. It's like such it's, a government-issued Dell. I know, it's like... She was so she was doing spy spy, all, spy work off she of this. She did spy on that. Is that another photo of her? Yes, this is a photo of her probably like at a club or something sure. while she was in New York. This is a photo from her Instagram relatively recently. Is this her? Uh, the red yeah. hat, I believe. Yes. I mean, she looks good in that. She does the, look it's good. It's the earrings. I think. Yeah, it part. is. Uh, this is her. She also was able to walk some runways when she like got into her fame. Like in Russia, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she really knows. Look how she I mean, she understands red is a color for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred She knows what her style is. And there's power yeah. to that. Oh, the last thing that I kind of meant to mention, that whole, like, sad bit at the end of that Politico article, the author, Brett, ends it on kind of this, like, crazy note where he is staying at a hotel um, in this other place where they're visiting the circus. And the next day, they're supposed to take a plane back to Moscow. And that night, she, like, calls him like to his like hotel room and is like obviously trying to seduce him. And so it's like kind of like were He's you still just working? Were you just playing him the whole time? Right. Were you getting on his sympathies so that he could he would tell you more? Like I think he is Russian, but obviously he works in America. In the US yeah, for in the US, US magazine yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I, from what I gathered, it seems like he spends a good amount of time in Russia, but like it's like you can't even believe anything, right. which really does make me think she was a good spy, but it's it's like I don't even know I are you in a sad situation or not? Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> this is an easier topic to digest because the person was a spy against the U.S. And so. For six months. Right. You yeah. don't, you don't end up feeling, I mean, the situation's sad, but part of me is also like, oh no, you failed at doing this evil thing. And mm -hmm. now you, yeah. you know, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you don't get to live your life mm -hmm. of causing discreet damage. And instead you have to be a celebrity. It was really but... interesting. Like though, those like last several paragraphs of him kind of talking about his own, the own personal connection he's sure. made with her. And then it ends on that. And he's like, he's, she's like using her femininity as a weapon as she was in the U S right is she using that on me? Right. And then the article just ends. I kept scrolling and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, because <laughs> she never gets to have like an, she never gets to have an, un, like an authentic moment that's not investigated or yeah. perceived differently. Yeah. Welcome to New York, baby. I, listen, I'm actually really proud of you for not going back to the Gilded Age like I did. I really thought of, I was, Emma Chapman, man, I was so there. Or not Emma Chapman, Emma Goldman or whatever. And are we still hoping for the next episode to feature a special friend or no? I don't know. We'll be in a break. Okay. We can talk about it. Cool. I do still have like a backup story ready to go. Okay. We can do that in like one Am I the Asshole episode yeah, or not. Perfect. Don't know if this is going to stay or not, but Yeah, we can also do it with like a live whoever's in the house at the time. Sure. Yeah. So then the real question becomes, what should the name of this episode be? I think Victory. Uh, Victory Tour? Victory Tour is good. I, I don't, I can't get the Hunger Games aspect out of my head, especially right. knowing that it's like such a kind of dystopian society. Um, 
then I think let's roll with it. Mm, that looks great for yeah. me. Um, this is coming out in January. Femme fatale. Right? Ooh, that's kind of fun. This is going to come out on... This is, is this our January, first one of 2024? No, it's our second one, one. Yeah, so this one will be January... 10th. 10th. Yes. Um... Hi, I hope you guys are surviving January. Let us um, know. Yes. <laughs> send, send a f- How is it? message. We, I have a lot of uh, just like kind of family time and eating ahead of me, which I'm looking forward to. <gasps> yes. But then January comes around and it's like time now to prepare for that half marathon oh my God. that I agreed to yes. do. You need to send me the information for that. Also. Yeah, I need to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's I was at that trivia thing where we all brought around snacks and Alexandra, my dear Midwestern friend, yeah. bought this cheese on cheese on beer on cheese dip. What? And I was like... This is, was it just beer cheese dip? Maybe, I don't know. It's like cheddar cheese, cream cheese, and beer, and it's probably... And a lot of... Was it chives? No, it wasn't Was chives. it hot it was, and creamy, or was it like a cheese ball? It was like cheese... It was not cheese ball-y. It wasn't also... It also wasn't hot. It was creamy and... Creamy enough that you could like kind of dip? Mm-hmm. Okay, probably like a beer cheese thing then. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he would, she like sent a message to all of us, and she was like... I don't trust anyone else to bring dip, so I'll bring dip. <laughs> I got that. If you guys could remember napkins, dry ones. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I tried that dip, I was like, you're right. You're right. I there, know nothing. There are certain elements that we are. And now you also understand why I have to have such a spicy system clearing out breakfast soup because that of makes all sense. the cheese. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to get McDonald's on the way home. I have not eaten dinner yet. I also woke up pretty late because I'm on break, so everything's just kind of set back. No, that's super fair. Anyways. We do need to record Patreon, so. Tonight still? Yes. Nope, okay. I wasn't sure if you meant, like, in general or, like, what's happening. <laughs> yes, okay. tonight. Fun. Hey! Uh, good job. This was a fun one. I'm glad. I It really it really came out at the very last minute, so. <laughs> so the best ones to do. Yeah. I mean, it worked out. I'm happy with it. Um. <laughs> Do you want to do the, our, our ending speech? Sure. You can find us on social media at Well I Laughed. That's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us um, on Patreon at Well I Laughed Podcast. And you can email us at Well I Laughed Pod at gmail.com. Oh, and we also have a P.O. Box now? We do have a P.O. Box. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last. I, we did. I, I'm fairly certain we did. Um, it's brand new for us still, it's, so we're it's excited. Brand, we're, I'm very excited. I'm going to go check it tomorrow when I have to go mail stuff out. What's the address? Yep, you can find it on our social medias. <laughs> bye! Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we found it. Oh, okay. Not bye. It's, it's 1766 West 46th Avenue, P.O. Box 11383, Denver, Colorado, 80211. When you win, win, winning, you're win, 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 win winning. Win, but not when you're just win, winning. So. Yeah, anyway. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs> Thank you.